2: Now, let's get started. I want your ink in our ears. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Speakeasy Cafe open mic poetry show, The Sound of Ink. It's going to be an exciting night tonight. We have some stuff coming up I'm really, 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 I mentioned really excited to share with you, and that is the fact that on Thursday, Halloween falls on Thursday this year, so we will be doing, not next weekend, but the weekend following, we will be doing a special Halloween episode, and we don't ever really have a theme, but, I mean, come on, the show's on Halloween, so you can read whatever you want, or you can write a spooky poem if you want, or you can bring a piece by Edgar Allan Poe, or some other spooky poem that you want to share, uh, whatever it is you want to do. We're just going to have a lot of fun that night. So keep that in mind. Alrighty, righty. We've got some spooky prompts up on my Facebook page. So if you're over there and part of that network, make sure you check out some of those. And we're having a lot of fun with them. That's some really good. I'm really excited because there's some really good, <laughs> really, exciting, some really, good uh, really good poems have been coming out of those prompts. Okay. So the next thing is that right now tentatively, Barring any unforeseen, moving it a week forward or a week back, um, because our actual anniversary, our 13th year anniversary, is actually on Thanksgiving this year. So I think that we are going to be doing our 13th year anniversary show on November 21st, and really excited about that. I mean, think about it, you guys, seriously, thirteen years. We've been doing this every single week for thirteen years. How crazy is that? You know, and there's some of you, which is it's really kinda awesome because there's actually some of you that I've known since before the, the uh, program, everyone went on the air. And there are some of you that have been calling in consistently since our very first episode. We still have poets that are that are calling in after 13 years. They're still here. Still part of this community, you know. And everything, everyone that we have met between, you know, between A and and, well, I'm going to say we're only. I was going to say A and Z, but Z is the end. We're not at the end yet. So anything between A and C, <laughs> everyone between A and C, or th- was the 13th letter? I don't know. I'm not going to get that technical with it, but, you know, everybody that's just come and shared and, you know, the people who are here all the time, the ones that just come once in a while, the, you know, all of you, everybody that, and even the listeners, I mean, think about that, you know, we, we'll get to talking something important about listeners here in just a minute, um, but I just want, it's its amazing, it's absolutely amazing, I want to thank all of you for helping build this show and do what we've done for the last 13 years and making it so special, and it really is it really is an absolutely magical community, and we'll talk about it a little bit more about that on the anniversary show. I want to ask everybody that if you have any uh, speakeasy cafe stories, or you know, any, anyone that's inspired you, or something that happened because of the community you're a part of here, if you can shoot me over a message and uh, let me know what it is. I think that on the anniversary show we're going to be bringing on a couple of of um, short guests where we bring someone on, talk to them for a little bit, and let them share their speakeasy story and, and what the show has meant to them over the last 13 years and, and the members and the readers and, and the people that have inspired them and the community and all of that. So I'd really like to be able to share some of those stories. So if you have a story that you'd like to share and tell on our anniversary show, shoot me a message on Facebook. If you're not on my Facebook uh uh, whatever it's called, friends list, my friends list, <laughs> you can find me on there under Nyla, N-Y-L-A dot Alicia A-L-I-S-I-A, and shoot me a message. I'd love to be able to schedule some of those on the show. And if you don't want to call in or you can't call in on that day, you can pre-record them for me on an MP3 file and shoot them over to me in an email, and we can upload them and play them on the show. If you want to do something like that, that would be really cool too. All right. So, yeah, anniversary show. November twenty-first. Really, really excited about that. If you are interested in putting together a writer's workshop with us, we would love to do that. And once again, if you're not on my contacts list on Facebook, it's Nyla N-Y-L-A. Dot Alicia. A-L-I-S-I-A, last name Alicia, you can just shoot me over a message. Let me know what you'd like to put together. Your workshops can be pre-recorded or done live or a combination of both, depending on which way suits your needs the best. You do not have to be a professional workshop provider in order to do one of these. We all have something to teach, and we all have something to learn. So you could do a workshop where you take a step-by-step through actually writing a finished poem and do the an actual poetry workshop. You can come on and talk about a poetry form or, you know, teach us how to do the different styles of haikus. You could talk about your favorite poet, your favorite genre of poetry your favorite uh, era you know you can talk about you know take a poem you know they they teach a whole college course in the red wheelbarrow by carlos williams carlos and uh you know so take a poem and talk about you know the different meanings can be inside whatever it is you want to do Um, it'll be a lot of fun let me know what you want to do we'll get that put together the next thing i want to do is i want to thank our sponsors for our two thousand. And 19 on air license for the Speak Easy Cafe for our 12th year on air year 2019. I'm going to try to remember everybody with the the we did it was really funny because normally we've had a, just a couple of people who have uh, jumped in over the years and and helped donate funds to the licensing fee, but last year we did something a little bit different and we did a uh, like a uh, I don't know what you call it, not a GoFundMe, but a uh, just a event, fundraising event thing for the 2019 licensing fees. And we really had a bunch of people jump in on this, and I was really excited. And I talked to you or told you I would uh, mention to you about listeners in a minute, and that's what I wanted to share with you is that four of the people that donated to the show last year, donated to the fees to help us stay on uh, on the air for another year were listeners. So four of them aren't even people that have ever called into the show. They're not even poets. I mean, they just, they listen to the show. Now, that's pretty awesome that, that your listeners are willing to reach into their pockets and help donate some funds towards the licensing fee. That says a lot about you guys. It says a lot about this community. Uh, three of the people that donated hadn't even called in in, you know, in at least the last year or two. And it just, it really makes my heart feel warm, you know, to know that the show has had an impact on people's lives that, you know, for, because sometimes adulting gets in the way and we all take sabbaticals and, you know, but people who've been gone for a while, you know, the show and the community still means so much to them that they would be willing once again, you know, reach into their pockets and pull out some coins and, and toss them our way. And it just really means a lot to me that all of you are doing that. I'm going to try to remember everybody. The, the fundraiser thing was deleted offline, and I didn't have my uh, list of sponsors, but I went through emails. I spent like, I've been doing this right for the last two weeks, going through everything I could find. So I'm hoping I've got everybody. If I've forgotten somebody, please let me know. But it is really important for me to recognize you guys. We have James, one, James one Sapien, Sean Gullickson, who is my son. Awesomeness, uh, Roslyn uh who is my niece. <laughs> Both of them donated to the show because they love listening to you guys. John Kays, Paula Sweet, Gary and Noreen Snyder, Mangus Khan, uh, Ronald P. Bremner, Terry Galloway, Melvin Johnson or Melvin <laughs> Melvin Douglas Johnson, Uma P- uh, Puchampali, Christy Doherty, Julia Vargas, and Michael and Seth. I think that's everybody. If I forgot somebody, please forgive me. But I just wanted to make a point of making sure you guys know how much we appreciate you and how much, you know, the community appreciates you guys helping us take care of that. So thank you to our sponsors. The next thing I want to do is I am going to, at the beginning and ending of every episode, I always give out some writing prompts, and we work on some things that help improve ourselves as writers, and I really hope that you guys have fun with these and that these help you and because and, uh, I have a lot of fun putting them together for you. Some of these come from a work, one of the workshops, writer's workshops that I teach called Writer's Block. Um, it's just an urban legend. It's like the boogeyman. You don't believe in it, it can't hurt you. So, these are all things the things that I give you are all things designed to get your pen moving, to feed your creative side. You know, you have to do things every day, you know, just like you have to do things every day to make sure your bills get paid or to make sure that, you know, there's food in the house or you even have a roof over your head or whatever it is. You know, there's things we do every single day for our survival. And I think that we should take as we should take and put in as much effort to our creative side and its survival as we do, you know, we, we need to feed that creative side of ourselves. And we spend all day long doing that, you know, doing things for our adulting us. But, but most of us won't even take five minutes in a day and discipline ourselves to spend five minutes a day feeding that creative side of us. You know, and a lot of times we think when we, when we get writer's block, you think you have writer's block or whatever it is. It isn't. It's just because you've gotten out of that habit and you get into quicksand. And there's so many ways to make sure that never happens. And in doing all these things, you become a better and stronger writer as well. So I have a lot of fun sharing these things with you. The first thing I'm going to give you this week is your journal assignment. Everybody should have a journal. And this is your journal assignments is important spiral notebook whatever I don't care but I want it to be pen and paper I don't want these done on your computer please and I don't want them done on like a tablet or anything like that nothing electronic I think that your brain works differently when you are scratching a pen across paper when you feel the drag of that ink when you when your words are tangible you know when you feel them when you form them with your fingers i think there's a your, your brain just it, it works in a completely different way so please on your journal assignments at least please do those in an actual journal of some sort whatever form you want that to be besides electronic <laughs> so one of the things that i've really been pushing because i think it is the easiest and the most important thing to do as a writer is free writing and Free, what I've been doing for your journal assignments is I've been giving you a free writing, like a, consider it like a callus or a thought book or an idea starter. So, you know, I give you an idea, put your pen down, start writing, and go from there. So what I want you to do for this week's journal assignment is I want you to write at the top of the page, the first time I held someone's hand, the first time I held someone's hand. So put that at the top of the page, right at the first line, the first thing you write. The first time I held someone's hand and take off from there. And this is something that's for your eyes only. It isn't supposed to be pretty, you know. This is just something to push you out of your comfort zones a little. And it doesn't have to be a story. It doesn't have to be a poem. It's just a stream of conscious thought. And I want you to write and keep writing. Write for at least 10 minutes. Think about everything you do to, you know, to be your adult self. Give 10 minutes to your inner child, to your creative voice, to your soul, to your, you know, your inner muse. You know, 10 minutes at least a day. You can find 10 minutes somewhere. Keep the journal in the bathroom. You're kind of a captive audience in there. But I want you to write that down. The first time I held someone's hand, take off writing from there. Just open stream of conscious thought, consciousness, um, and then just keep writing. And it doesn't matter if by the time you get to the end, you're jotting down your grocery list. The key is just to let go and write. Let your thoughts free fall. Uh, i sorry to say I cannot tell you this enough. This daily practice, in my opinion, is one of the single most important things you can do as a writer. Just as important as reading. Because if you're not reading more than you're writing, you're doing it backwards. You have to have input in, in order to have output. All right. So the next thing I'm going to give you is your writing exercise. Now writing exercises to make you get sweaty. This isn't meant to be pretty at all. It's not meant to produce a poem. It's just something that actually this one is. I lied. <laughs> this one, you're actually, you are writing a poem, this exercise. Um, but these are just meant to really make you write in a direction you may not normally write or write it in a way that you wouldn't write about it or in a form you wouldn't write it in or um, you know from a perspective you may not have thought of before this one is fun and super easy yet it's it, can, it seriously pushes most of us I think out of our comfort zone and makes us really think about what it is we're trying to say you know it's pretty easy to sit down and write a poem because we have all the words in the world and all the time in the world but when you are Confined to a structure, all of a sudden that totally changes. Okay. What it's designed to do is it really makes you pay attention to your word usage. Like when, um, when you limit the number of words you can use, you have to get to the point, you have to get the point across um, to get the point across. What is it I'm trying to say? When you're limited to the number of words you can use, in order to get your point across, you're less likely to use like, use like fluff words. And you'll find that you really have to think and contemplate and search out uh, strong and impactful word combinations that pinpoint or say precisely what you're trying to convey to the reader. You can't just throw a bunch of garbage in there and hope something comes out of it. You really have to pay attention to what you're saying to make each word count each word carry its full weight so I'm not a big one on forms forms are hard for me and we're going to talk about that at the beginning of the year but forms are hard um, so this one's this one's going to be a lot of fun this one's going to be this one isn't hard to do at all in fact you can even make the rules which we always like doing this one this exercise is called growing and shrinking and what I want you to do is I want you to construct a poem where the words per line grow and shrink according to a specific mathematic pattern. For example, what we're going to do is, in this exercise is we're going to use two times ten, where the lines are constructed in multiples of two. So the first line, there will be there actually be nine lines. So it's two by nine. Oh, I said ten. There's going to be nine lines, all right, The first line will have two words and four words and six words and eight words and ten, and then eight, six, two, four. So two, four, six, eight, ten, eight, six, four, two. So you use that formula. Two words, four words, six words, eight words, ten words, and then start back down. And you can actually, you can have fun. You can challenge yourself and come up with any numeric pattern that you want. But what I want you to start with is the two through ten. And two in multiples of two. So play with that. You know, these don't, like I said, these are exercises. These are meant to get messy. You know, really have fun with this. This is probably one of my favorite exercises. It's probably one of my favorite things to do because you really, once you start doing it, it's like, oh, I don't know what, to, how am I going to fit that in there? It's kind of like haikus. That's why I love haikus so much. But yeah. Have fun, challenge yourself, make up your own pattern after you do my one, two through 10, where the lines are constructed in multiples of two and play with that and have fun. The next thing I'm going to give you is your poetry prompt. This is actually designed to, unlike your journal assignment or writing exercise, a poetry prompt is actually designed to create or have you create a finished product, a finished poem to the prompt. In saying that, The prompt can be the title to the poem, it can be a line in the poem, or it can be the general concept of the poem, all right? So your poetry prompt for this week is, Wondering Who You Really Were, Wondering Who You Really Were. That is your poetry prompt for this week, Wondering Who You Really Were. And then the last one I'm going to give you tonight is called That's My Line. And what this is, is it is a line borrowed from someone's poem that was read last week. So, for example, this week while you guys are reading, I will be writing down one of your guys' lines, and it will be next week's prompt. So, That's My Line Borrowed Poetry Prompt from last week for this week is Smoke of a Vapored Dream. Smoke. Smoke of a vapored dream. That was a poem from Lila. Smoke of a vapored dream. All right. There's your writing things, stuff, (laughs) fun things to do for the week. If you missed any of those, don't fret. You can come and listen to our archived podcasts and uh, jot those down when you have time. Get all the directions and instructions on those. And if you ever find yourself sitting there at night and you don't know what you're going to write or what you're going to do and you get a little stuck and you need a push, you can open up any of our episodes and listen to the first 10 minutes of the show and you will get your writing prompts, and you can go off and running from there. All right. Okay. So now the next thing we are going to do is we always start and end every episode of the show with an audio track. So I am going to... Play one for you tonight. If you're a recording artist and you would like to have your piece played on the air, you can email those to me. The word that is in the email title. Email those to me at the Speakeasy Cafe at gmail.com. The Speakeasy Cafe at gmail.com. All right. Make sure you put MP3 audio file, audio track, something like that, in the subject line for me, and we can get those uploaded to the show's library and play them for the world. <laughs> The one that I'm going to play tonight is by Phil Kay, and it is called Before the Internet. You are going to love this.
3: It is summertime in the 90s, before the Internet, and I'm sitting on the couch with Ben, my best friend, who has a bowl cut like I do. And I ask Ben what he wants to do, and Ben says what he always says. Oh, no, dude, what do you want to do? And I don't know either. Because it's already two months in the summertime and we have done everything we think we can do. Played basketball so many times, Ben knows I will never go less. Stayed up until midnight to watch the R-rated VHS tapes my mother owns. Pulled each other around in a wagon and toilet papered every house on the street except for our own. (laughs) And so we turn on the television and Indiana Jones is playing. And afterwards we go outside because there is no internet. And we stare at the big tree on our street, the tree that is bigger than Ben's entire house, the tree that we have never been able to climb because we are little kids. But now we are little kids that just watched Indiana Jones. <laughs> and so we find some old bungee cords, and the hooks find themselves in our belt loops and the other sides tied around the branches, and now we are almost to the top of the big tree. And any time I am tired I sit back and I swing. And I quietly think to myself, maybe I am Indiana Jones. And Ben quietly thinks to himself, maybe this is a bad idea. (laughs) And my belt loops quietly think to themselves, you fundamentally must understand my ability. (laughs) But we are all thinking quietly. And so for a few seconds, it is silent. And at nine years old, I transform into things I've never been before. An astronaut floating in space. A hummingbird buzzing in place. A beam of August light floating through the leaves. And then I hear a crack, which is not Indiana Jones, but my belt loops snapping apart, shrieking relief. And I fall all the way down the tree onto my back. And Ben rushes down and says, are you okay? And I say, I think so. And Ben starts to laugh. And I start to laugh, and I'm bleeding from my elbow, but it's just a scrape. And that means that I am human and alive. And we sit under the big tree and giggle until my mother comes to find us.
2: Phil Kay is one of my favorite contemporary poets, poets of our time. And I love that piece because I think it does a really, really good job. I mean, if you go back and listen to that, and that's on, uh, that's uh, Phil K K A Y E. You can find him on YouTube. And that was a piece called Before the Internet. But if you can go listen to it, sit back and, and really kind of listen to the structure of that, the different ways that he conveys things from his past, you know, where, you know, he says, you know, he thinks, and then his friend thinks, and then his belt loops think, you know, the different voices, you know, how everything was interwoven and a part of each other and had a voice back then. And, you know, think about what it was like in your childhood because, you know, there, there's a definite split in culture happening right now because we still have generations alive and will be for a long time, but we saw that there's a split in generations. We have the generation before the internet and we have the generation right now after the internet. And it's kind of like we're losing all of the people who lived and fought in world war two. So if we want firsthand experiences, if we want to hear firsthand stories about world war two, the people who can tell those to us, we're losing them very, very quickly. You know, and someday it's going to be those before the Internet, you know, whose favorite sound in the world was the banging of a screen door, that wooden screen door, you know, that was like shooting a bullet at a horse race and the gates opening. And you were facing your day head on full steam, you know, with, with the thought of every possibility and everything the day has held that sound, that screen door banging. You know, I think that, that my kids are going to be the last generation that remember what was like, what life was like. And I, I sit there and I look at little kids now, two years old, playing with their iPads, you know, sitting on their dad's phone, you know, sitting there playing, oh, what, Minecraft or something like that too. You know, and they're growing up, and I think that's ridiculous, but I have to remember they're growing up in a different world than I grew up in. They're growing up in an information electronic society. And so maybe learning those things at two is going to be a head start for them. You know, for me, it's like, you know, read that kid a book, give him a peanut butter sandwich and push him out the back door and let him go play. You know, but that's the world I grew up in, not the ones these kids are. You know, so listening to that poem, I realized the cultural importance of it, you know, to be able to paint the picture that, that Phil Kay painted in that piece, that someday someone's going to look back on and say, wow, you know. So I, maybe that's going to be my extra homework assignment this week is I want everyone to think about, you know, if you are from that generation where you know what the slamming of the screen door means before the internet grew up, you know, without being attached to something electronic. I challenge you all to sit down and write a piece about that, about what that meant, how that was different, you know, write something nostalgic that takes us back to that, that time. So yeah, that's extra homework, extra credit. (laughs) All right. Once again, that was Phil Kay with before the internet, check him out on YouTube. Now, We are getting to the part of the show, which you guys love, is because you get to come on and share and read your poems to the world. If you would like to call in tonight, the number is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965. Make sure sure that you listen to the instructions when you call in, and they will tell you how to get in the lineup and be able to come on the air,
3: 646-595-3965.
2: If you are on hold, this is what you can expect tonight. We do take callers in the order that you call in, such as our first caller tonight is area code 419. So 419, we'll get to you in just a moment. When I bring you on, please make sure that you introduce yourself. This is vitally important. I can't stress that enough. It's such a huge help to me. And it lets the people know who's, that are listening, who is reading. And it attaches your name to your work. You never want to send your work out there into the world. You know, because basically when you read on here, you're publishing your words on the airwaves. And someone can go back. I mean, we're 13 years going strong, guys. So you could go back right now if you wanted to and listen to our very first episode 13 years ago, the very first show that. You know, maybe I'll do that on Wednesday. I'll replay our first episode. That would be really fun, wouldn't it? I'm going to do that. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> let me let me make a note. Hang on, I'll forget. First episode replay. So maybe we'll do that on Wednesday before the Thursday show for the art anniversary. Okay. So anyway, yeah, you don't want to have your your workout going out there and without your name on it. That's really important. So make sure that you do that. Introduce yourself. Hi, this is blank, <laughs> and off we'll go. Right now, you can do. Two poems, as long as they're not real long. We, our phone lines aren't crazy busy, but they're fuller than normal. So two poems, keep them on the short side. You can do one long regular poem or two short poems, um, two medium. You know, you know, keep your reads to write around five minutes long, or your poems to write around five minutes long. Be courteous to the people who are waiting in line behind you. If the lines get any busier or any slower, if we lose lines, um, right now looks like we're okay. No technical issues to worry about. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I'll let you know if we have to cut that back to just doing one at some point because the lines get too busy. Um,
3: I'll let you know. But right now,
2: you are you're welcome to do two. And just kind of as a side note, the only exception to the one poem rule, like if the lines just went insane, crazy, busy right now, we have uh, 500 lines coming into the show, into the studio. If all 500 of those lines filled up and we have a one poem limit. There is an exception to that. If you do your homework, your writing assignment, your write to one of the poetry prompts, uh, do your journal assignment, and it's something you want to share. If you bring that back to the show with you, you get to read your piece you would normally read, and you get to read your homework and or prompt and or exercise piece. Okay, that's kind of an incentive to do do those things that we shared at the beginning of the show and then bring them back and and let us know, hey, you guys get a prompt that I wrote this. It's awesome. And then you can do two, even if we're on one poem limit. Kind of cool. Kind of makes you my teacher's pet. All right, but right now you're good at doing too. Um, When you're done reading, make sure that you have your URL ready so that you can let people know how to come and find you and get to know you and your work better. And then please, I'm begging you, remember that we have a mature rating on this show, which means just about absolutely anything goes, with the exception of adult porn, hardcore erotica poems. Uh, You know, we can't do those here because we don't have the adult rating. But anything other than that, you know, you're good to go. And that's not saying that you can't read romantic or sexy poems. Just you know the difference between an erotic piece and word porn. Okay, so no word porn. We don't need to hear the word nipples. Okay, so other than that, you're good to go. All right, I'm going to give a, go ahead and give our first three callers so you kind of have a heads up on where you are in the lineup. Our first caller, as I said, comes from four one nine. then we are followed by five four zero. Then we have 757. I am looking at the board, and 720 and 765, you are not in the lineup. So if either of you would like to come on the air, 720-765, press 1 on your phone, and that will put you in the lineup so I know that you want me to unmute you and talk to you. Once again, 720 And seven, six, five, you are not in the lineup, please press one if you'd like to come on the air. If you're here just listening, thank you for being here. We love you guys. And some of you may not know that, but you can actually call into the show's line and listen on your cell phone. If you're someplace where you don't have access to your computer to listen to the show. So yeah, call in on the the call in line. Just don't press one, and you can just listen to the show. So if you guys are here hanging out and listening, appreciate it. If you change your mind at any time, you can press one, and that will put you in the lineup at that time. So 720-765, either press one now or whenever you would like to or not at all. It's up to you. But you guys are right now, you are not in the lineup. All right. (laughs) With that said, (laughs) we are going to take our first caller, which comes from area code 7, or excuse me, 419. 419, you're
0: on the air. Hi, Nyla. How are you?
2: Hey, sweetheart, I'm doing great. How are you doing, honey?
0: I'm good, I'm good. Uh, can you hear me okay?
2: There's a little bit of reverb to your voice, but other than that, okay, you let me, sound Okay, let,
0: awesome. let me try something different. Hold on one second. Okay. Is that is that better? Keep talking. Hey, on. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I got to get you. Um, <laughs> is that better? That is better. I'm not... Okay, yeah, I'm having phone issues tonight, so I don't, I'm don't. i going to have to take a trip to Verizon. <laughs> um, hi, I'm Shelly Gambino, and thank you for letting me be on your show tonight. <laughs> oh, baby, it is so
2: good to hear from you. I was looking at your picture you have up right now. There's a guy standing behind you that has a guitar. I don't you know, know which picture,
0: picture you're talking about.
2: Uh, my picture. profile picture? Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's my boyfriend.
2: Oh, hi, boyfriend. <laughs> but I was looking at the ring <laughs> you have on. It has a little bunny on it. And that's the cutest thing I've ever seen. That is so weird. I want to, I want to see that a better was my,
0: picture my, that. my poet, Aunt Jean, that I shared some of her poetry on your show. That was hers, and it was given to me uh, from her daughters when she passed away.
1: Oh, that is
2: beautiful. <laughs> that is the cutest thing I've ever seen.
0: It's like, oh, wait. Oh, my God, I get what so many compliments medicine? on it. Yeah. <laughs> you can find it on eBay because I looked it up because I never seen nothing like it either. <laughs> Yeah, it's really cool. It's, so, Shelly, I'm unique. glad you called in.
2: We've missed you. You've yeah. been gone for a little bit, but you were here last week, and now you're here again, and so I'm very
0: happy. And I have a Halloween poem for next week I am looking forward to reading because I wrote that in high school. <laughs> so, yes, I'm prepared. <laughs> I don't. I think I wanted to do it last year, but I couldn't find it or something. So, yeah, that'll be fun. That'll be a fun show. <laughs> they all are fun, though, right?
2: Mhm. I have fun with them all.
0: Yeah, it's awesome. You're a great host. <laughs> OK, I have two if you if you said we can read two. The good thing is, I'm a fast reader.
1: <laughs> They're not
0: five <laughs> minutes long, but they might be two minutes long a piece, but okay, so the first one I'm going to start with is called "An Angel's Transcendent Flight." OK? okay. The day finally came for you to take that transcendent flight. You fought so hard to stay, struggled with all of your might. Not once backing down from life's inevitable fight, you held on so very tight. The morning dawned like all the others, time moved but so slow. Nothing felt the same with the knowledge of knowing that you had to go. Hanging on until your last breath of air, it gives me peace of mind, knowing in my heart I was right there. The reality slowly sleeps in, you are gone, not of this earth anymore. Your spirit and soul did transcend. I was so honored in this life to have called you my friend. Loving you up until the very end, you passed away so graciously. You really taught me how to die. The wings that you have earned match the halo you adorn. As an angel, you have now become. Fly up so high, spread out your wings. Know in my life you gave so many blessings. I was honored to have shared the walk of our journey with you. I'm the one left behind now. And carry on I must, but I'll never forget you. It is in my heart I will always hold you. Tightly, I'll never let go. You were my earthly angel, now left to soar above. Your fight was waged, your life was lost, but never your soul. Our spirits together, may they continue to dance, to hold each other when they have the chance. Upon the winds of a sullen breeze, the waves upon the ocean's tide, the arising of the sun marking a brand new day, The appearance and fading of the moonlight, just as it crests or descends upon the horizon. I will see you in all beautiful things, even the blooming of a rose in spring. You will forever be a part of me. The presence of our spirits shall never sever. Your immaculate, timeless beauty will stay with me forever. Although my heart aches with the sadness of your absence, you and your love will leave me never. The end.
2: That was beautiful. Who was that written for?
0: Um, it was written, a, a girlfriend of mine that I just know from acquaintances, never personally met her, uh, had just committed suicide. And she was mm-hmm. 52 years old. She was like the most beautiful lady I ever met um, on Facebook. Mind you, I was friends with a mutual friend of hers. Um, and I found out from the passing of her she had struggled for, like, I don't know, maybe two and a half weeks before. I believe that they finally pulled the plug. I'm not sure, but I know it was a suicide attempt, and that's what she died from. So it kind of touched my heart because it's like, you have know, this beautiful lady, but we really don't know what people are thinking on the inside. So mm-hmm. I wrote true. that about her passing. And I've had, you know, loss in my life, my four-year-old nephew and my my late husband and all that. So I pretty much know what it's like to lose and it just gave me more inspiration to write about something I already was comfortable with the feeling of. So
2: you did a great job on that. What's the next one you gave us, honey, or you're bringing to us.
0: Thank you. Yep. And the next one I'm going to bring, it's a little shorter, but not much. Um, it's called for the survivors of suicide. This one is for you. So to all of us, there is a storm brewing inside. No one is immune from the throes of life. We are all on that ride. Lightning strikes, symbolizing pain clouds thicken that feeling you get right before the tears that fall like the cold hard rain we all should be able to weather the many kinds of weather that life indeed throws at us we all should be able to be survivors yet it is so very unfortunate that some cannot nor we prepared to embrace life in the riptide we all have our own stories we all walk our chosen path free will being granted it's the choices that we make with so much unfortunate that there are some that take away. Never to understand the unbearable final act of the decision of suicide. What drove them to the brink? They were swallowed up in life's drownable drink. All it took was one sip of the cup. Life was taken away, bottoms up. No one can really know what it is that other minds think. If only. If only I called you that day. If only I said goodbye. If only we weren't fighting. If only I knew the reasons why. If only we weren't the strangers I now feel since your passing, since your untimely loss. If only I could have you back, no matter what the cost. The saddest reality is that life continues on even after you are gone. This remains the hardest part, to miss such a piece of my heart. Without a choice to bring you back, to not be able to ask you why, your death was determined suicide in the aftermath. I feel that the storm inside of me was a storm that raged inside of you. Only I cannot turn back time if only I didn't have one single clue.
2: Both of those were absolutely amazing and powerful and very emotionally engaging. Thank you. Just great job on those. There was a line one line in there and I tried to write it down real quick and I couldn't I didn't write it down fast enough, but it's when you were talking about one sip. You were talking about taking a drink, oh, one yes. sip something um, bottoms up.
0: They were swallowed up in life's drownable drink. All it took was one sip of the cup. Life was taken away bottoms up.
4: I'm
2: writing that down. Okay.
0: <laughs> But it, it, it was, again, about her. I didn't even know her, and I ordered flowers for her funeral, all virgin white, because, like I said, she was like a beautiful entity of this angel, this being that we would find ourselves wanting to be. Um, and she showed so much. She had sent me a friend request on Facebook because I wrote poetry to, her, to a mutual friend of ours. And then I found out in her passing that she loved women that were strong and that had a place in their life and knew who they were. And that, to me, in her death, I found, like, why she maybe accepted or had sent that friend request. So it's pretty mm-hmm. much amazing to find out. People do touch you, even if you don't know them. And it inspired Every, me to write something. Yeah.
2: <laughs> everybody leaves fingerprints on yeah, everything. Or footprints. Everything we touch, <laughs> yeah. or everything they touch in life, you know, our fingerprints on them, no matter how brief that is. You know, and yeah. I think that's why we really need in life to, to pay attention to how we touch the world, you know, how we touch each other. Great job on those, Shelly. Amazing, my love. Well, thank you.
0: Thank you very much. And I will look forward to next week. (laughs) Oh yeah. And if anybody wants to find me, Mm -hmm. right. um, Poetical intrigue, not political, poetical intrigue in Facebook. It's my public uh, post and I post a lot of my poems on there. If anyone wants to look them up.
2: Awesome. All right, Shelly, great job (laughs) tonight, honey. Appreciate you. Thank you for starting the show out so amazingly.
0: Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate your comments. Thank you so much, Nyla.
2: <laughs> you're welcome, <hon. laughs> Enjoy Bye-bye. the rest of the
0: show. Yep, thank you. Bye bye. All
2: right, so I want to, we've got two area codes from 765. Neither one of you are in the lineup. So 765 720. If you guys want to come on the air, press one. 765 720. Press one. Um, otherwise, just glad you're here. All right, I'm going to go ahead and grab our next caller, which comes from area code 540 superstar
5: (laughs) well hey (laughs) Phil Church down in Virginia
2: how are you my love oh
5: I'm doing okay uh honestly though I'm a little bit under the weather so that's if my voice sounds a little scratchy and all I've come down with a bug so uh not my usual uh Speaking voice
2: You sound amazing
5: Oh thank you Thank you uh, <clears throat> I uh, I got uh, Two spooky poems As we're heading Into uh, Halloween I-, I wanted to uh, uh, Draw these uh, spooky poems uh, Throughout the month And uh, ending with Whatever we do on the Halloween show And uh these two, it's kind of interesting because um, I went through a period where I, I really tried uh, to to try to say more by writing less, and I, I would write a poem, and then I would start taking words away until it got to the point where if I took any more words away, it, it wouldn't make any sense. And uh, so, uh, uh, trying uh, my hand at a minimalist type of thing, and th- these uh, these two poems <clears throat> are uh, uh, an example of me doing that. So, uh, the first one—I'm um, gonna change which one I'm gonna do first. The first one is simply called "Ghosts," and it, it's, uh, it's a it's uh, a it's a blank verse. Uh, There's no rhyming So uh, It's called Ghosts Ghosts haunt my house Apparitions of the past Abide in my home Recollections of sane yore Become race Phantasms framed upon the wall Leering Smiling Posed all is haunted in thorn.
2: <laughs> that was phenomenal. That was incredible. <laughs>
5: Did you get what it was talking about?
2: I don't know. I don't want to get. I oh. don't want to get it wrong. So tell me.
5: <laughs> uh, well, uh, it's uh, it's about pictures that we have hanging on our walls.
2: Photographs
5: photographs yeah of people (laughs) that passed on or uh that type of thing
2: that's what i was going to say but i I didn't want to be wrong you know what's really funny is something you may not know this but i'm a photographer and i've been a photographer since i was a little kid and i know you're a photographer you're an excellent photographer It's something that I absolutely love, and I've had great success with in my life. And I, I'm probably one of the things that I enjoy absolutely enjoy. It brings me one, you know, that and writing, and actually anything creative. I, I could make a mud pie and be happy. But you know, it's one of the things that I really enjoy doing. But there was a reason I was going to tell you. Oh, because of my interest in photography, and I'm such a history geek and history nerd, and I like antique things and stuff, things with fingerprints still on them. You know, you would be hard-pressed to ever see me actually go to a retail store and buy anything because I love surrounding myself with things that have fingerprints on them. And so I do a lot of shopping at antique shops and and things like this. But I have an amazing collection of antique photographs of people, you know, and they have to say something. They have to tell a story. You know, I've got one whole section of – photographs antique photographs of gypsy women and another one of my, like my unruly you know women in britches photographs yeah. and just, I mean I, I'll, I'll take a picture and show you I'll, I'll send you over a picture of some of them on the wall but when you were reading that piece that I was sitting there going through you know that's what I was picturing was all of those pictures on my wall I don't know what's going to happen when I, I die my kids think they're creepy you know uh. so it's like you know I know it's like okay you, I know you don't like them, but these are really super valuable, so at least have someone come in and sell them off for you. <laughs> and I'll, I'll put a tag on the back of the ones that are family. <laughs> but they, they don't I'm, understand why I have pictures on my wall of people I don't know. But I just love them.
5: I'll tell you what, I'll make a deal with you. What? And i have to make this deal with other people uh, it's with, without any takers. But, you know, I, there are some people that uh, – Post their photography on Facebook that I think are are wonderful photographers. And uh, I have always had the wish to get somebody that does good photography and to do a, uh, like, a, uh, what do you call a coffee table book Mm -hmm. of my poems with their photography. You see what I'm saying?
2: Mhm. If you look through my photographs and you see anything that you like and you want to have one of your poems put on it, put with it, send me the send me a message with a poem and a copy of the picture and I will do that for you. And I'll do that for you oh. and you can post it on your page or whatever. I'm
5: sure, but I'm talking about doing a whole book. Like a coffee table book.
2: That would be incredible. You know, you could do a book. You could publish you could publish a poetry book like that, since it would be all your poetry, and all right. of these people you know that do photography, you could, you could, um, share them, you know.
1: Uh, I have Publish cried. them There's in no your book. <laughs> uh,
2: well, let me do the. I'll do the first one or so. Give me, you know, I'll do a couple of them for you, and then others people will get excited to do it.
5: Okay. That sounds like a winner. You know, and if you join
2: photography groups, you can always post something on there saying, hey, looking for a photographer who would like to submit a photo... That's what you have to, that way you have to promote it is, I'm publishing a poetry book, and I'm looking for photography uh,
5: submissions. And, you know, I have the same problem. I, I always have offered, and I continue to offer, to write lyrics to any musician or musicians uh, like a band and all that would mm-hmm. put it to music. And uh, one man I worked with, John Grounds, a, a fantastic talent uh, who uh, has double residency uh, in London, England, and Los Angeles, California, uh, he, he did a couple of my songs. And, I mean, man, it sounds really good. So, you know, I, I, I can put that out there, too. Anybody that's musicians, if you need some cool lyrics, uh, I've, I've, I've got the lyrics because <laughs> so I write songs, you know.
2: You know who uh, you need to get a hold of is Moon Cookie. When you see Moon Cookie on, or shoot him over, um, shoot him over a message on Facebook because he loves doing that. Just hey, send him the send him the piece and say, hey, can you do something with this to music?
5: Uh, well, that's something worth worth looking into. I'm not to that.
2: I'll find his link and
5: send it to you. I'm fading slowly in the sunset here, so I better get to my my next piece. <laughs> All right. Well, this is this is uh, this will rhyme. It has a staggered uh, rhyming uh, <coughs> scheme to it. It's done in uh, three uh, quatrains. And once again it's 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 a minimalist thing, so I'm going to just set it up and then I'll read it. The idea here is that uh you're taking a shortcut on a dark night through a uh an old cemetery, and you get uh scared, and so you take off running and the next thing you know, you're getting all tangled up in tombstones and stuff like that and uh, <laughs> uh, which is, you know, not uh, helping you to not be afraid, but is in fact scaring you more. So this is called boneyard strolling, a shortcut route on moonless night in October chill, fraught with fright, in God's acre, a potter's field. With ghostly whispers, by terror steeled, a blurred wrangle of phantoms dead in tombstone tangle, and then I fled in peace.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I love spooky poems. I love dark poetry. I am just excited about Halloween, and I'm so glad that you started it out early and that you have enough. You can do that.
5: (laughs) Well, I I still, I'm going to do the cowboy zombies from outer space for you one of these days. You
0: know what would
2: be really fun is to do a, to have you do a, you know, maybe get one of your other outlaw poets and stuff, but do an outlaw poetry show. Do it on a special night and just talk about, you know, your group, what you guys write, what outlaw poetry is. What it means to you. Have all your group members on. Think
1: about oh, that. I would Are love, to, some, I would love, love to do what you do. I, I we'll would
2: love out. to do a podcast. You should. Do
1: what?
6: You
2: could do. Them, you could do them pre-recorded too, if you wanted to. Well,
5: I would like to do a podcast and and with my outlaw poetry group. Mm -hmm. And some of the people that I would have uh, that I could do interviews with, uh, you're talking about people who uh, uh, have actually written poems with the Dalai Lama. Uh, I've got some that uh, performed with Pink Floyd. Uh, Lots of talent (laughs) in that group that that would make for some really interesting uh, interviews. And then, of course, reading the uh, the outlaw poetry. So uh, that's something I'm. I'd like to learn how to do what you do, and uh, do it that way. So maybe that. Let me know you when can... you
2: want to, and, and I will help you do it. I'll help you set it up. I'll help you make the account. I'll help you do all of it.
5: You got a deal.
2: Okay.
5: That is a deal. <laughs> all right, my my. Uh, my, uh, uh, little <laughs> my little Naya My Alicia <laughs> I'm going to have to get off here uh, Y'all can find me Phil Church on Facebook And shoot me a friend request and more of merrier And uh, uh, You can also Find my books On Amazon.com And I would uh, Urge you To look up Appalachian lore, Hey, Texas poodles and such. I wrote that, and it's a really interesting book about some of the ghosts and monsters in the Appalachian uh, and legends here in the Appalachian Mountains, and I think you'd get a lot of enjoyment out of it. That and would that's
4: be awesome.
5: And you get the name on oh. <laughs> And I guess with that, I'm going to bid you all a good night. And I, I'm going go to go <laughs> right, to
2: bed. Hey, when you get a chance, check out the prompts I put on my Facebook page. There's one of some kids sitting around a campfire. It's a picture okay. prompt. Look at that one because I think you'll like it. And I'll check it out. All right, honey. Thank you so much, Philip. Great job tonight, honey.
5: Oh, thank you.
2: Bye-bye, and sleep well.
5: All right. Bye-bye.
2: Bye-bye. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 757. 757, you're
7: on the air. Hello. Uh, it's Temiko Barnett. Hey, crazy lady. How are you?
3: <laughs> I'm a crazy lady? No,
7: no, no.
2: I won't ask why. In the best
7: way possible, though. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's good to hear from you, sweetheart. How's your week been?
7: Oh, it's been pretty good. It's been pretty good getting cold around here, but I love the season.
2: So. Mm, I, fall is my absolute favorite. I was driving down River Road uh yesterday. And it was late afternoon, and the sun was kind of that ambery glow time of the day. And there were thousands and thousands of orange oak leaves because River Road is like nothing lined with oak for miles and miles and miles. And, you know, it's just like driving through, through miles of falling orange, orange leaves. It was incredible. It was the coolest thing. I wish you'd have been with me. You'd have loved it
7: you take a picture of it?
2: No, I was driving. <laughs> oh, okay. But I, I will get a video of it. I should have. I should have stopped and taken a video because it was just amazing.
7: When I was driving, I, I have actually, I, I think one time I took a picture of, um, while I was still driving, like on the little interstate to go from one side of the city to another in my hometown, and I caught a, Look at the moon. It was like directly in front of me in the sky, and it hadn't even gotten dark yet. And I said, "Oh!" I went ahead and grabbed the phone, the
1: phone,
7: and flipped it open, and um, and took the picture real, real quick outside of. And I said, "Oh, I hope no nobody honked the horn or called the police on me, because <laughs> I kind of hung the phone out of the window a little bit to catch that picture." <laughs> It I so, do that all okay. the time. We're okay. It was like I um, it was such a beautiful moon that that evening. It hadn't even gotten dark yet. So, but um, but yeah, I got two short pieces tonight. Well, actually, I was trying to remember if I did the Ball and Chain, the Yoga Blues, or not, and. It's a little bit longer than usual, but um, that's on my wrote back in 2013. You know, it, it
2: doesn't matter if it's something you've read on here before because the people that are listening tonight are not the same people that were listening the first time you guys read something. So it's okay if you have a favorite piece or something you're just in the mood to read. It's okay to do a poem on here more than once, just so you know. I know,
7: I know, I know, but I was just kind
2: of... I know only- you know, but they might not have known.
7: <laughs>
2: I know you yeah. know, you know everything You're just on it, man <laughs>
7: no, I'm not Oh God, I don't everything Too much pressure um, But yeah I think I might go ahead and do that one And then um, do a real short one A haiku Okay yeah. So the first one, like I said It's called Ball and Chain the Yoga Blues Alright Sitting in my easy pose Breathing in light through my nose. And on an inhale. Oh, gosh. I'm sorry. I'm starting over, y'all. I'm sorry, because I messed it totally up. Okay.
4: You do whatever you
7: want. <laughs> sitting sitting in my easy pose. Breathing in light through my nose. And on an in- exhale. Exhale. Wow. And now I see why I wanted to do the two short pieces, okay? (laughs) You
2: can switch it if you want to, if you, if you need to. I'll do that sometimes. I'll have, no, I'll sit there and I'll be reading something and I can't read my own writing that's like, oh, shit, what do I do now? (laughs) So Uh, if you want, you know, sometimes something just gets stuck on our face and it's because we're supposed to be reading something else. So if you want to pick something else out or you want to start again, it's whatever. We're fine. We're just hanging out. We're good.
7: Oh, okay, I'm going to do, do two short pieces because I'm trying to actually do this from memory. So right now this is like, you know, this is middle-aged in, in action. Okay, so <laughs> never mind. <laughs>
4: I'm
7: sorry, y'all. Okay, I'll, I'll do it another night when I can get myself together. Goodness gracious. Okay. <laughs> um, I'll go ahead and do this one called reality check. Um, I've heard about things that telescopes see, and I've heard about messages that people receive in their hearts and spirits somewhere between atoms and somewhere between atoms and spirits, a heart pumping of blood and love. Both are real to me in peace.
2: I love that both are real to me. That was amazing.
7: Thank you. you're welcome. Uh, um, just me going on and on about just think about science and spirituality and um the whole thing about being both human. And spirit, because you know, as some of the philosophies goes, where some people will say we're spirit having a human experience, and other people will say, you know, we're human who might have spiritual experiences. So I think it's a little bit of both. So that's pretty much what that. Kind was. of like, call,
2: kind of like calling someone an old soul.
4: Mm, yeah.
7: In in a sense, yeah, an old soul. Mhm. So that one was that. And and I have a little haiku called Only in My Dreams. Um, I found a place of peace residing far beyond these walls. And I smiled. End poem. Aww. I love that
2: one. That was wonderful. Thank you. You are very, very welcome. All right, my darling. Tell everyone how they can come find you.
7: Okay. Um, PoetrySoup.com forward slash M-E forward slash T-A-M-E-K-O-1-3. And um, I do have some Pieces on timbook2. dot com, t i m b o o k t u. dot com, and my name Tamiko, of course, and Barnett, b a r n e t t e. Um, it's some other things out there by me. People grab stuff sometimes. I Google myself, and people grab stuff and put it on their sites, and I have no idea who these people are, but um. the <laughs> I have some stuff out there. Um, You can just look for me. Um, So, it's even some fiction and some other things like that out there as well for me. So, that'd be it. Thank you so much.
2: You are very welcome, dear. And we will talk to you next week. Yep. Perfect. All right, sweetie. Have a great night, honey. You too. All right. Bye-bye. Okay. Our next caller looks like an international caller. You are on the air.
6: Hi, Nell. It's Callum.
2: Hi, Callum. How are you, sweetheart? Absolutely Uh, wonderful.
6: I'm surviving. (laughs) I got a bit battered yesterday in the back of an ambulance.
2: What in the hell happened? Well, you don't
6: have to tell uh, me, but being, ouch. No, I was being driven to an appointment, but the roads are uh, like hell. So I was just bounced around everywhere to the point where I ended up unconscious. <laughs>
2: what kind of roads do you guys have over there?
6: Uh, speed bumps and everything, they're everywhere. Jeez.
2: Can't even imagine um, that.
6: Well, I'm glad
2: <clears> you're here and you're okay. <laughs>
6: Yeah, I've already been out performing tonight at an open mic night, so I'm bringing a piece what I was going to perform last week if I'd have managed to get back on, but it was very busy. <laughs> and I've actually written this to the lyrics of a song I was listening to at the time by Paramo called Last Hope, and that's the title of the piece as well. Feeling lost in an abyss amidst the endless turmoil of life, trying to keep my head high against the troubles and strife. Finding myself clinging to the smallest positive its the only way I'm going to continue my fight to live. Losing myself in lyrics as a force of inspiration to alleviate my mind from the damning temptation. It's just a spark, but it's enough to keep me going. Listening to my last hope without even knowing the truth in the words like they were written about me, per- personally providing a guide through this harsh reality, as every night I try my best to dream, tomorrow will be better, but wake up to the cold reality that not a thing has changed. This is a fight I hadn't expected, for which I hadn't even trained, physically impaired, mentally overwhelmed, my life rough losing floor. The waves crashing down over the drained, lifeless form that was once me. Now unsure of why I exist and who I'm meant to be. Each wave shattering my limbs one by one. But as long as the spark glows in my heart, I vow to fight on. And peace.
2: Wow. That was amazing.
6: That. W- I did, I did actually try to post it, but Instagram was being a jerk and wouldn't let me. <laughs> that was
2: really, I mean, that really kind of reached inside of you and squeezed your, I don't want to say heart, but soul. That was really good.
6: Thank you very much. I've got another piece here, which actually ties in with what you were saying about Care before and the new generation that we're seeing. Uh, it's a piece mm-hmm. I wrote when I was back, back in college. doesn't have a title though. Just a moment in passing, the briefest encounter can make a whole life change, maybe for the better. But we miss these moments, lost to the screens before our eyes. The connected generation. It's just loneliness in disguise. Seeking gratification in all the wrong places. Being liked for all the wrong things. Still feeling like an outcast. How loneliness stings. No hope for this lost future. No faith they can come back. Sold a lie they could do anything. They forgot it takes work to achieve that. Forevermore lost in this abyss. A spike through the heart of dreams. No choice but to give give in to the darkness. To too many nights spent in tears and peace.
2: Again, another extremely powerful piece. Those were both awesome, hun. Thank you. you and for
6: welcome. anyone wanting to anyone wanting to find me I can be found on Facebook. It's Callum Kennedy Hume. Uh, I'm also on All Poetry, and it's Say It With Style. And I can be found on Instagram, cmkh__87, I think it is, or just 87. And also on Twitter, at Kennedy Hume.
8: Very cool.
2: All right, sweetheart. Great job tonight. You guys are to show him some love, honey. I am really glad you were here. Thank you for staying up <laughs> and and reading with us tonight.
6: It's always a pleasure.
2: All right, baby. We'll talk to you soon, hon.
6: Thanks. Bye.
2: Bye-bye. So for those of you that don't know, he's like calling in from the other side of the pond. Um, it's like, I forgot. what that maybe 2 o'clock in the morning there? I don't remember what the time difference is. All right. Area code 216. You are on the air.
8: Okay. Hey, Mama. Hello. And... Now I am ready to spit my piece. Awesomeness. First of all, I do a mic check because that Bluetooth makes me sound distorted. How do I sound, Nina?
2: You sound beautiful, my dear. No distortion, no weird reverb. You're doing good.
8: Okay. So this is on my page, called. When poets speak out and I also put it on the poet's page that just read, um I think three poets back. Um, outlaw poets. And uh, I didn't put this one on there but I put one on there. But I'm gonna read the one I put on his page first. It's called In Harm's Way. And this poem I can't ever really do the prompt because there's so much going on in the world that Ford can't not respond to, so it's like I never get to do what I want to do because I got to do what I have to do, and the name of this piece is called In Harm's Way. Living in the chaos, mental illness at large, who's on thirst, no one's in charge. The bases are loaded, the content of his character is showing, proving him impeachable, he's unteachable, and his God-mind unreachable. Pretending to be all-knowing while his ignorance is glowing, lies shattered, innocence placed in the way of harm, patriots and soldiers unharmed sorry. Patriarchs and soldiers unarmed. Guardians of the universe stand dead they have heard no alarm. Standing bravely, trustingly placed or sold into the arms of harm. Tears Fall, hell, fall, harming us all. Must say, we all stay in harm's way. In harm's way, but Mama always ate the around
2: Queen with the Aqua. Phenomenal. You sound really good tonight too. I don't know mm-hmm. how you have your phone set up, but, yeah, keep it set up that way because you came through real clear. That was an incredible piece, Mama. Are you reading two tonight, right?
8: I can. Yeah. Okay. But you said, well, the other one is kind of long. You still want to hear it? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's called uh, Save the Drama for Your Mama. <laughs> Dear Drama, Queens and kings, I thought we had seen the last of your kind. You're the new one on the scene. About you, my feelings were never preconceived. If that's what you believe, please be relieved. I am not out to get you. I'm just believing what you showed me. I have no time for attention whores. My mistake for not realizing it before, I needed to be careful because you take everything personal. Remove your nose and your toes won't get stepped on. But hey, that's my nature. I just like being free. Free to be me, not at all responsible for what you perceive. But if that's what you want to see... Nothing I can do but continue to be me. I'm not responsible for how you see others or me. I cannot prove to you any more than to say, check my record before you try and wreck it. There are better ways to get in the game than stirring up hurricanes. It was quite peaceful before you came. And I'm still the same. Though I reached out, maybe I should have stayed in my lane. However, you seem to be stuck on some things. Were you thinking I may have had the time or the presence of mind to check you? You are likened to the proverb, not my monkey, not my circus, but antennas still go up. As if you came to hurt us. Something about your tales seem out of order. I guess maybe the other stories of yours may also be off track. If you lie on me, I won't believe anything else you say, at least not as the truth anyway. I will tell you decent job at making up fantasies. Your intelligence could have been used there's something necessary like addressing the adversaries. The smart people I know don't eat swine. See? I know swine eaters. They all have bad minds. But I cannot walk on eggshells and dodge landmines at the same time. I mean, you still say the same thing as if I didn't take my time to explain. It's just stirring up emotions and creating commotions and many fruitcakes pass through but wow I didn't think it would be you here's what they usually do they find your enemies and drop subliminals. trick no good We can drop hints too but not out of the blue really cannot sacrifice any more time not for you. I can't sacrifice my time being worried about delusional minds. Do what you gotta do. Whatever scheme make you feel everything. just go for it. I'm done with your insignificant antics. More like, I need to be on the stage for people that have significance. Things to say, and the drama, and your shine, whoa, trump, trump that big time. You're stolen your shine, stolen your place on the stage. So just for the day, save the drama for your mama, and not for all the stage, you know.
4: In peace.
2: I love that. Save it for your mama, but not for me. <laughs> I'm, I'm not that kind of mama. Okay. And I love
8: what? that. And, and all these people trying to be all this and that and do all kind of crazy. We got, so, he, the man just stole the, stole the script on that. I mean, it's no sense. We don't need any more drama. We don't. I mean, like in my first poem, the first one I read, they actually sell soldiers over to help the Saudi Arabians. I mean, come on now. But we don't need no more drama. We just, like, really tired of drama. So please don't bring no more drama to the poetry co- uh, community. We 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 don't need it.
2: Yeah, we
1: don't need that
8: here. <laughs> All right. Then. So I'm going to bow out gracefully.
1: <laughs>
8: you know. Tell everyone how they can find your mama. On Facebook, Vicky Aqua. And on a poetry soup, same name. A C Q U A H Vicky with an I. Awesome.
2: All right. Fantastic job, Mama. And we will talk to you next week.
8: Yes, ma'am.
2: Okay. If you want to click one and there's time at the end of the show, I will bring you back on to read another one if you'd like to, okay?
8: Okay, I'll stick around. All right. Love you, hon. And bring Tamiko back on, too, because she she had another one she wanted to read. She'd just be getting away with murder, reading those little short poems.
2: I know, right?
0: <laughs> right.
2: Like, that was just a tease. That was like, you know, a little peck on the cheek as you run out the door naked to go to work and just leave me standing there saying,
8: what? <laughs> yeah, open
1: course, back the back up.
2: Yeah. All right. All right. baby. I'll stick around. And All right. Sure you Thank one you. Your... Bye. Well, I didn't hear you. What was
8: that? I said pull one of yours out while you had it.
2: Ah. Okay. <laughs> Love
8: you, Mama. Yeah, i sticking around.
2: All right. Okay. Our next caller comes from area code 503. 503, you are on the air.
1: Well.
2: Hello. Hello. Uh, I'm here. Can you hear me? <laughs> I can hear you. How you doing, sweetheart?
9: <laughs> Am I what dressed? Well, did you just ask would... me if I was dressed?
1: No, yeah, I I'm said, how focus- are you? <laughs>
9: <laughs> well, I had to run to the phone because I was really in. Into- trance by the last reader, but I was a little bit away. Anyway, let me get you off speaker here and I'll uh, read to you. All right. I'm back now. You know how unorganized I am, right? (laughs) I do. Oh, come on. Uh, So anyway, you know, there was about a six-month period there. I wasn't doing anything new. So... um, Went back to writing again. So I have a really short one for you. you Wanna hear it? It's not about I can't you. Say. <laughs> what? Okay. <laughs> well the last one was about you. It wasn't until you actually opened the show and I heard that opening. Anyway, here we go. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So um uh I don't have a title for it, so Sorry about that. It just happened a couple of days ago. Um, and she oh, wait, started poem, right? And she says, come over, I will cook for you. I will do dishes, I said. Tomorrow, oh, I bake Lakota flatbread. She boils her thoughts and raw potatoes, and then she lays out fresh sheep. Oats and coffee in the morning With native chants unspoken Prayers and rosary unbroken And I wake up
2: (laughs) Then I wake up (laughs) I love that, that is awesome
9: Yeah, well, it's about an actual experience (laughs) Oh really? Oh, yes, it's not founded in dream, no, no, I woke up this morning, (laughs) (laughs) and that happened last night, so there you go, let your (laughs) imagination run wild.
2: You know, I always said that people should um, keep a journal beside their bed, so when they wake up, Mm -hmm. they can write down, you know, whatever little snippet is of their dream that they remember.
9: Oh, yes, I do that all the time, Mm mm-hmm. But this was not a dream. Also, I've heard from a psychiatrist of mine that um, she always said you have to, you know, write down that last piece of that last dream. You know, dreams only happen for like something like 10 seconds in your brain. Anyway, she was, uh, you know, teaching people how to remember their dreams. And she actually had a master's degree in art or science or whatever it is. So, yeah. Absolutely. Notebook by the bed. I actually have two or three.
2: So if people want to remember that many seconds of their dream, how do you figure when, because I can, I'll be dreaming something and I'll wake up. Like I will need a drink mm-hmm. of water. I'll have to go to the bathroom in the, middle the night or something like that, but I'll wake up mm-hmm. and I'm thinking about it. I go back to bed. I lay down and I pick it, pick up right where I left off. Or sometimes I'll be dreaming and it's like, Oh, I don't like the way this dream's going. And so I don't know if I'm half Uh awake or asleep or whatever. I'll sit there and say, I'm going to change it because I want this to happen instead. And then I just
1: Uh change it. It's Uh like, you know,
2: wait, wait, cut, cut. Okay. Action. And I change the direction of my dreams and do that. Is that weird? Oh,
9: absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) Um, I do the same thing. Yeah. Um, I, I, I wake up two to three times every night and I don't even worry about it. I just roll over and go back to sleep. But if there's something, you know, that I just, had in my head, I will scratch down something, you know, like these three people you know at this location, and I tend to have dreams that happen in the same location but with different people that's pretty mm-hmm. weird I have a dark dis I have a dark Disneyland <laughs> that's all I, the way I can describe it is I end up in this location it's like a dark Disneyland, and I'm always with <laughs> somebody, <laughs> oh, it's weird. And spooky. And spooky. I don't really like the dream, but it's a repetitive dream. And I don't know what people say about repetitive dreams. But I do believe that, you know, you should keep a notebook by your bed and write down this stuff because it it works for you. But Mm -hmm. yet, that poem did not come from a dream. That came from, like, yesterday's experience, basically. So, just saying. (laughs) <laughs> that one wasn't one of them. Okay, I, I got you.
1: <laughs> I don't
9: really write about my dreams. Do you?
2: I've I've got yeah. There's dreams I've had that I've written about. There's times mm-hmm. where I've been dreaming about writing a poem, and I wake up and grab my notebook and write down what I'm writing, thinking in my head while I'm dreaming.
9: Right. Me too. Me mm-hmm. too. You ever wake up in the morning after you've written something at 3, 3 a.m. and then gone back to bed and you wake up in the morning and look at it and go, what the hell?
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> what, was, what does that mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I get really mad yeah. when then I can't just... read
2: my handwriting. Because <laughs> oh, I, I, I know that it was like the most profound thing I've ever written, and now I can't remember it.
9: <laughs> right, right, and your handwriting is terrible. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It's
2: like, no, yeah. I know this would change the world. Why can't I remember?
9: Ah, uh, you know, that's an occultic science called automatic writing. You know, <laughs> sometimes it just comes out like a B-grade horror movie. <laughs> no, <laughs> it just doesn't work.
1: But a lot of times it does work. So. <laughs> <laughs>
9: well, anyway. That's that's an old technique that I've always been told, both by psychiatrists and by creative writing um, teachers, to always keep that notebook. And my poetry mm-hmm. teacher, she always keep that notebook. So whatever reason you keep it for, it's good for three or four reasons. You know, it's not just about writing. It could be about clearing your head or whatever, you know. And, of course, nobody knows what dreams are made of. Except maybe you. This well, is true. come on. Some of those patients that you create and some of those poems that go online that you can't get rid of. No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: so, my darling, are you going to read a second one?
9: Uh, do you want me to? Yes. Really? I thought you were busy tonight.
2: No, we're good. You can read too.
9: No, I can read too That means I have to search I'll tell you what I'll I'll read you the um, stuff that I'm working on Okay And uh, I'm not going to read you a poem That I'm working on But I'm working on what's called a sestina You know what that term means? Uh Sestina? Okay, so this is like a You know a, 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 A sonata on steroids Right? And you have to, you know, write six words you know, that um, all um, mean something, and then you have to tell a story, and then you have to write six verses along with those six words, and every six words, that word has to repeat at the end of the verse, but um, as the verses go on, you have to make sure that you have those six words, except that the form of the poem changes. So it goes, oh, by the way, you used the term one, two, three, four? No, 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 no. A, B, C, D. Okay? Poets never it's,
0: talk in numbers. Mathem- it's a
2: um, mathem- but it's a mathematical one. That's the point of it.
9: Um, oh, oh, okay. Okay, so you brought it into mathematical terms. Well, Yeah, so, still yeah so
2: two words, yeah. four words, eight words. So it's kind of like having to count your words. Like a haiku has to have 575 for a traditional haiku. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah, I hate
2: high school. Yeah.
9: I, hate it. Oh, <laughs> I love
1: them.
9: <laughs> well, so with this one, you know, as a sestina, you go A B C D E F, all right, and then the second time you do it, the second stanza has to be E A, uh, or, I'm sorry, F A E B D C, and then the third one is C F D A B E. And then the fourth one is E, C, B, F, A, D, and it goes on like that. They always switch. But whatever word you choose to go with A or with F has to be something you can manipulate to always end up as the last word in that stanza. So the stanza has to, you know, continue with these bizarre words But they all make sense, and you can't stop if you choose the words for A, B, C, D, E, F. So you always have to follow this pattern. It's one of the toughest poems I've ever written, and I'm working on my second. So instead of reading, I thought I'd tell you about about traditional poetry and Sestina's. Because you don't really want to hear what I've got in the works. (laughs) But I
2: do now, especially since you said I don't.
9: Well, have you ever written a Sestina? No. Most poets haven't. No, most poets won't. You know, consider this. Before there was free-form poetry, and most of the poets that come on your show are excellent at doing free-form poetry. But Originally, poetry was like a word puzzle. You had to put these words together in a certain space and rhyme them. You know, it was a very complicated word puzzle. You know, to be a good poet. You know, and that's why we have Shelley. You know, uh, which is kind of funny because he was the ultimate poet in his day and age until he bet his wife that she couldn't write something better, and so she wrote Frankenstein. Yeah, And who do we remember, Percy Shelley or Mary Shelley? (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, she was only 21 when she wrote that book
2: I Uh, know, and it made her go crazy too
9: Oh yeah, but go back and um, Like I have the Norton Anthology of uh, American Poetry And they Mm -hmm. talk about Percy Shelley And uh, oh man, his poems are excellent Absolutely excellent. And and yet, his teenage wife, on a bet during a dinner party, just totally (laughs) took over history. (laughs) And it's the only thing she wrote, as far as I can tell. Mm -hmm. I don't know if there's anything else by her. But, you know, and she didn't go for poetry, which is his, you know, forte. She went with prose. And, boy... (laughs) And if you've never read Frankenstein, believe me, it's not like the movie. It's a much better <laughs> story if you read the book. It really, it really is.
2: Yep, I agree.
9: Mhm. All right. Well, I'm sitting here playing around with my computer, trying to find something else for you to read, but I'm really not coming up with anything because, I, like I say, I haven't been really original. Instead, I started working on another sestina. Um,
1: I don't know,
9: kid Oh, you don't mind <laughs> me if I call you kid, do you? No <laughs> Yeah, good My girlfriend hates it when I call her kid Yeah
2: I would much uh, rather have someone call me kid than old lady <laughs>
1: Well,
9: you know, in the Scots-Irish tradition Old lady is O-L Apostrophe Lady Is huh? Very complimentary term. She's my old lady.
2: Old
1: lady.
9: Well, it's kind of like you know singing. You know. (laughs) All right, come on. I'm having a really hard time here coming up with anything that I could actually read you. Are you sure you don't have other people in line?
2: I do have other people in line. Then why are you waiting on me? Because you can read two poems tonight.
9: Oh, all right. Fine. Here we (laughs) go. Remember my uh, girlfriend Nancy back in high school? Everybody hated her? Yes. All right. This is a poem called Aftertaste. All right. Forty-five years ago today, Terry Smith had a birthday. The Quakers came out to play and strawberry wine was free. Then Cheryl puked on my shoes. Debbie seemed to be so amused. Tim ran off, confused. And on tiptoes, you kissed me. Last night I dreamed of you. Waking this morning, blue, an aftertaste. My clue and lost crest, my hollow key. Now I sit in morning's light. Last night's dream and flight. Trying my best to write to conjure thee, but my facts aren't in time. An off beat to the rhyme. This darkened glass is mine. It's though through an off beat. Glass, see. I love it.
1: Was that I a had good
9: to make one? sure
2: you weren't doing a. had to make sure you weren't doing like a dramatic pause, 'cause you know.
9: Oh, it was. I'm always doing <laughs> <seeing> those things. <laughs> Come on! I'm a jug band player, drama expert. That was written in March the fourteenth of this year. So, there you go. I think I already read it once on your program
1: So
2: I was listening to the names To see if there were people I remembered
9: Uh huh Yeah she's up in um, She actually um, Her husband um, Bought her um, land And the, both of them Are now living on land Just below Mount St. Helens And developing it So you know There is a structure on land But they have to renovate it so in their 60s, these two people are seriously going at it and following their dream. That's awesome. Find her yet?
2: <laughs> All right, John, my darling dear sir.
9: Okay, let me tell you where I can find you. Yes. All right. <laughs> Um, my Poetry Friends is the uh, one place I've been po- actually publishing poetry on. So my poetry friends, uh, you know, um, founding member Uma G. You know her, right? Who? Anyway,
1: Uma G. Yeah.
9: Ah, uh, well, yeah. Anyway, My Poetry Friends, that's where I publish now. Although, maybe not this one. But, anyway, that's it. That's it. Other, other than that, you have to come down to PSU and uh, catch me in the park blocks. Uh, I'll be the guy sitting in the rain trying to protect my guitar with a plastic tarp.
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
9: well, I'm i pictu- hope you are in, the in my rain- head now. uh, Well I hope when you go out in the rain You protect your head with a plastic Starp because that is You know and your hands hands. Yeah (laughs)
1: Yeah
9: My girlfriend is like does she make Those outfits in like Double X size So do you
2: You should see I just did Yeah I just did a pirate Ghost pirate costume um, for a yeah. gal that, yeah. uh, was, she's a, she's a curvy girl. And, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I'll send you i I'll post a picture of it so you can see it. It turned out really well, but yeah, I do them. It, they're custom made, so they're done in any size.
9: Really?
1: Uh-huh.
9: Mm-hmm. Uh, she would really like a native costume. And, um, by native, I mean kind of half earth and half fairy kind of thing. <laughs> Anyway, heard- she's really taken. She's really taken with your work. But the minute she saw a picture of you, she's like, "My body type does not fit that costume." <laughs>
4: <laughs>
1: Get it?
9: <laughs> and yet I told her, "Sure it does." Are you kidding? <laughs> women, of the that, we, women of fairies me, are usually of the <laughs> earth, right?
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> uh
9: huh. No, I know. I know.
4: Have her send in me a nursery a or
1: get a hold of me,
2: and have her tell me what she thinks, what she, who she is inside, and I'll work on something for her.
9: Wow. That would be great. Although, I think yeah. everything in your catalog is something she would like if you could adjust it to her. You know, that kind of thing. She's very nature-bound. She's, she's half native. So, you know. Native Americans, they love that nature stuff
1: Mm-hmm.
9: Anyway Your your work really does appeal To her and uh, I would suggest to any of your listeners You got to go on this side and see Nyla's work, it's beautiful All right. Anyway, let me get offline And you know, you go deal with Better poets tonight. All right. <laughs> Thank
2: you sweetheart, oh, you did on. a fantastic job <sighs>
9: All right, so um, I have a homework assignment for you.
1: Uh-oh, okay. <laughs>
9: Come on, write me some song lyrics and make sure you have a chorus and a bridge. I will put music to it.
2: What if I send you something and you play with it and make the chorus and bridge out of what you find in it?
9: You mean like that? those posts of that guy who... Yeah, he did the same song like two or three times on YouTube, and I don't he wrote know. the lyrics for that. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's oh, fine.
1: Yeah.
9: Oh yeah, yeah you don't have to write.
2: To, he had to rearrange it into the the bridges and stuff like that. Indigo Blue is the song yeah, we talked talking about. Yeah,
9: yeah, yeah I, I I watched both of those. And poets generally aren't songwriters. Neither are songwriters poets. So, okay, really. <laughs> I mean, Bob Dylan getting a Nobel Prize for poetry, you got to be joking. He's a songwriter. <laughs> and uh, there's a big difference. There is. There is. It's easier mm-hmm. for songwriters to rhyme words because we have space and rhythm, whereas mm-hmm. poets have to read. And so they have an assigned rhythm to that poem yeah. that can be broken by a songwriter but cannot be it's broken something- by you – know, Yes.
2: That's a really good point because if you look at if you listen to songs there'll be two mm-hmm. words that absolutely do not rhyme at all but because there's a sound yeah. rhyme like the letter e the sound e because they when right. they sing it they put the stress on that sound it makes like the two yes. words makes it sound like they rhyme so there's a lot of yeah. of playing you can do
9: yeah, yeah 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 um it's much easier to write a song than it, than it is a poem um And most songwriters do use the third um, syllable um, to rhyme with as opposed to the last syllable, be it fourth or fifth. Mm -hmm. You know, they use the third syllable. If there's an M in there, (laughs) you know, everybody tells me I'm the lucky one, we've just begun, you know, going to fly to the sun, okay? So that's all, you know, last syllable rhyming. But when you listen to that song as it goes on, he does a
1: lot of
9: really intricate, you know, third-syllable rhyming. So, but it is, absolutely. You have to keep rhythm in poetry. You don't have to keep rhythm with words in song. Rhythm is done by the music, not by the words.
2: I'll send you something, and you can play with it, rearrange it, add, take away, whatever you want to do.
9: Well, that's good, because that's what I'm going to have to do. Mm-hmm. I've worked with songwriters before, so you'd be amazed at what people who put music to the song, or the words, actually do to the freaking words. We rip them apart. That, <laughs> that would
2: actually be, like, the coolest thing. One of the One of the... Most awesome, coolest things anyone's ever done, if you were to do that. And I well, had a song. If I had a poem that you put to a song.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, we don't
2: usually
9: quote-unquote rip them to parts, but you know what we do is uh, we will drop a verse, um, things like that. Um, or
1: rearrange. Famous,
9: or... Well, we're looking for a musical idea behind it. Now poem is music So don't get me wrong But when you add an instrument You really have to look at the poem You're combining two arts At the same time You know There's lighting and there's music You know I mean you know why are the classical artists So great Because they didn't have to work with poets <laughs> I was hoping you chuckle. Really I know, right? But,
2: well, that's why that's why I said that you could do whatever you wanted to do with it because most people will get like, oh my god, he changed my words. Oh my god, he can't do that. But what? what ah. I'm not that way. You can do whatever you want to it.
9: I'm uh, really mellow about it. I don't, you know, you was like last reading. I changed pronouns just because I heard what you said in your introduction to the show. That was important to me. Uh And it kind of surprised me, because you were very, very honest last week, or two weeks ago. Last week, it kind of failed. Uh, But, you know, (laughs) you were very honest two weeks. (laughs) Figures. But you were very honest about stuff, and I I just thought, wow, I just wrote this poem, and all of a sudden, you know, I need to change a couple of pronouns, make it a little more important. Uh, I mean that's oh, the problem with poetry If you don't put it in a drawer and, and wait for it to mature You tend to change it As the world goes on I mean It's like the living word right
2: Exactly Always evolving
9: Always yeah. Anyway Congratulations And um Um I'm getting everything fixed so we're back up and running and uh thanks for letting me talk and uh again uh all you l- listeners check out the fa- you know, fashion designs right before Halloween. This is a great website to go to. I mean Nyla has done it right. If you want your little girl to be a wood
2: nymph. <laughs> <laughs> or if you want to be you
9: know, <laughs> oh, or oh, if you want to be, yes, <laughs> absolutely. It'd be cool to make
2: some for you guys sexy. matching. I well, told yeah, have, I have your girl get a hold of me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> What's that?
2: Have your girl get a hold of me.
9: <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Well, I'll just show her the website a second time. Okay, first time she saw it, she was like, Oh my
1: god, I wish I was skinny. <laughs>
9: no. no. Like, uh, come on, kid. You know there's, there's, you know, the words Woods are not filled with skinny nymphs.
2: <laughs> yeah. I, have or scrolls or,
9: or, have or a, anything. Yeah.
2: Have her send me a message yeah. on there because I'll custom make something nice for her.
9: Ah, that's sweet. All right, well I'll talk to her about it.
2: Okay. All right, All right sweetie.
9: We'll Shall talk I to you eat? next week. Peace be with you.
2: You too, John. Thank you, sweetheart. Bye. All right. All right. Next caller comes from area code 832. 832, you are on the air.
10: Oh, yes, is I? <laughs> hey, sweetie. Hey, I'm tired. Are you? Yeah. Because of all
2: my yammering, i just kept you awake, huh? or just whatever I was trying to say.
10: Uh, actually I was about one step from sleeping <laughs> Just cause I just uh, It's just been a uh, I don't want to get into it It's just the crap about work And work really doesn't interest me I just like having the the money I need To be able to pay the bills And Take one more step You know that's all it is, really. At least it is for me, anyway. Anyways,
2: for, I think for all of us.
10: Well, I just keep it in my head because sometimes you know people try to try to like bend the corners a little bit and buff out this place and that place. But there's an old thing that I grew up with, and And I'm not, you know, obviously I'm not saying I originated it in any fashion, but it definitely helps me to keep things lined out. And it's really simple, and it sounds kind of funny to some folks, I suppose, but to me it really works. I work so I can live. I don't live to work. I like that. So, you know. I keep that in my head and basically, like I said, keep that focus in the right place. I don't want anybody to sit there and try to act like I need to be grateful for the job. No, you need to be grateful that I can do the job and keep you happy. Because in the end, and this is something that a lot of people don't seem to catch on to or have even think about, really. Do you know what the original alternative energy source is? No what? Us. Us working for someone else.
2: Oh, I thought you were going to tell me Soylent Green was people.
10: No. <laughs> no. Us working for someone else. Because of, because if anybody actually took a look at the quote unquote founding fathers, they're the merchant class. When the Pilgrims, when the Puritans, nobody was an ethereal dint of, of uh, freedom fighting for whatever. It was the merchant class folks from Europe that wanted to be able to act like they were royal, even though they could never be royal. But they could because if they had, if they had the money. Well, how did they get money? They had people working for them. And I mean, if you really think about it, only the, the only thing that's really changed these days is the fact that we're wearing different kind of clothes. The thinking has remained the same. That's true. Um, I don't know. I'm just in that kind of place. Um, but um, the, um, I started out with, the, well, I should say, I had already started a piece that uh, uh, was, you know, basically had some linear thinking to it and then I kind of added in the thing that we were talking about last week and I put it together and then as it progressed along and I came to the end uh, the ending actually took it to a place of being a dedication to one of my elder brothers uh, whose name I will not speak because he is passed on but it's just kind of a cool thing, I thought. it's just kind of like it came around full circle and came back to itself. So, here we go. I have heard the stories of old men. I have listened to the songs of our grandmothers. Eagle. I do not speak of them anymore, as they have become the sacred psalms I use for prayer. They have the same sacredness as the blood of our people's red earth spilled and spilled again. They speak to me bound by vows of broken wealth and shattered lightning, strength as fragile as a bartered dream. They speak to me in a slow dream bleed. Your ways are circumspect, your words unimbibed, spilled, sluice, sodden, heavy as bone, shpon, wahu hon. You are no longer a member of the night. Gold fills you, gosselin. Dawn is breaking, birdsong crowns your head, the heady scent of day and the sweat of earth it brings. Doc, you embrace the day, home, as we embrace you with it. Uh, I've heard the stories of old men, I have listened to the song sounds of our grandmother's eagle. Iwamo they have spoken, and I am listening, sitting still, empty except for what they choose to build within me, strand upon strand of colored hues, more priceless than the bejeweled DNA motif I was born with another small death morph river sticks play a rhythm in the rain I am becoming again I am part of the daylight experience again jeweled beads of corn whisper in the ripe breeze of sunshine Daylight dances upon my skin. see. I am born every second breath. It's daylight again. I have heard the stories of old men. I have listened to the songs of the grandmothers. I no longer talk about them because I am them D N A descendant now ancestor. And peace.
2: I loved that one. That was
10: phenomenal. Thank you. You are it welcome. Is, um, uh, just a little bit of something behind that, just, uh, just you know, I mean, because I've, I've thought about it in terms of, you know, I've spoken bits and pieces of it to other people. And the one thing that I wanted to make clear was just something that you know if you, and, yeah, because sometimes some things can be a little bit ethereal or a little bit less than than evident so this is this is something just behind it um Think about when you were growing up, and you listened to your grandfather or your dad, and they were in the company of other older men. And they told their stories And then think about your grandmother And she sang Maybe hymns from the hymnal Or her favorite blues tune Or her favorite R&B tune Or just her favorite song in general Whatever it may have been And then they passed on And now you Are their age So you were their descendant, but now you are the ancestor of your children and their children. So there you go. I thought that was kind of cool.
2: It is. It is very cool. And I've been, you know, there's a lot of stuff that I've been doing lately, um, Putting family history stuff together, so that really sunk in deep with me. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Incredible, sweetheart. Are you going to read too? So.
10: No, I'm. Uh, to be honest, I'm really tired. I I need to go take a shower and uh, maybe roll around on the bed for a little while and <laughs> catch a net before. <laughs> Catch a nap before I get up and do some more stuff.
1: That's funny. Is uh,
10: it just you know? Yeah. Well, you know.
1: <laughs> just, oh, I'm
2: just gonna start rolling around on my bed.
10: <laughs> there you go. That's it. Yeah. And uh, so, there you have it.
1: All so right. This is soldier.
10: this is me. I'm you know soldier blue and. If you're looking for me, I'm on Facebook at Rafe Wild, and then underneath in parentheses it says Soldier Blue, and that would be me.
2: It would be you.
10: Um, yeah. All right.
2: Great job, honey. Thank you.
10: You're very welcome. I'll talk
2: uh, to you next week.
10: Yes, ma'am.
2: <laughs> Thank you. All, right. All righty. Our next caller comes from area code. We are starting, we're at the top of uh, the third hour. I want to remind everybody the number to call in is six four six five nine five three nine six five. Our next caller comes from area code 848. 848,
11: you're on the air. Uh, let me get. Good. Being on the air is a good thing. Hello,
2: Mr. Schwartz.
11: Oh, Hi. A lot of talking going on. Okay, um six, seven, eight. Okay, I'm gonna riff through this set. I kind don't of like the eight break between each thing. So, um and then I'll explain it, something like that. Uh, in shadowed clouds fill the grey canvas, pastel painting of rainwater filling a washing bowl. And in shadow clouds fill a gray canvas of pastel paintings of rainwater filling a washing bowl. No, so. An in shadowed clouds fills the gray canvas, a pastel painting of rainwater filling a washing bowl. Obscure window where a witness bestowed amongst ruins and ash, voices of a dead echo in a game of hide and seek, pretending to be either lost or found, in the relentless spaces of their immediate surroundings. Pretending to be either lost or found in the relentless spaces of their immediate surroundings. Hmm. I thought sometimes later maybe it was dreamt or outthought, or overthought, or thought throughout a thoughtless thought of non-thought or an objective idea that would restraint the limitations internalized with the projected intention of an actualized, misguided sight line, of a curiosity rather familiar, the question would lock down the mind switch. So that would be all kind of jazz, whatever. In an hourglass, hourglass, adrift amongst diaphanous fragments of an ashen past, melting particles implode in recoiling intervals of after silence. Yeah, some of that will hold up. Second one's just choppy. Anyhow, cool, because the Yankees are playing, and we have two improvs this weekend. And then I saw it was cool. I could call up and work on stuff, because I was putting it aside, getting ready for the weekend. I just wanted to try out the little two-and-four line things.
2: I thought they were awesome. Little bullets. Yeah,
11: they're getting there. Well, yeah. I mean, they have to be mathematically sound. Some of it's a little, you know, be re- and I had to put something off to the side to see some of it's a keeper. So a veiled wind plays hide and seek within the relentless spaces of its immediate surroundings, of faded transparencies and obstacles that dissolve and ever in shadow. Yeah, transparencies fade and obstacles dissolve in shadowing in an unseen, or impersonating a silhouette, or unraveling upon the sidewalk. A pathway complete. Transparency, transparencies fade and obstacles dissolve, and in shadowing the unseen, which unravels upon the sidewalk. Yeah, just a little chopping crops. How are you doing? Shows freaking like a shrink meeting. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> like like, get your buzz out. See anything else? The clouded host sweeps the shadows to fade. Eh. But yeah, I like that. right? Yeah, it all come together, but you know and they're improvs with musicians and stuff. So I'm on the wrong page here, I thin in. Yeah. Comes okay. Yes. Adrift amongst diaphanous fragments of an ashen past. Building particles implode in recoiling intervals of after silence, so that works that out the, that uh, ones yeah, up. yeah
1: that was
2: the, uh, the look the, uh, time hourglass yeah,
11: yeah, gray, oh yeah, it all come together. it's a bit worried. Yeah. gray eyes internalize a suffered sky, fragmented reflection of a window broken from the inside. A reconciliation, the rain quells. So, we'll go reckon and then, you know, we'll figure out what to do with that. But that'll <laughs> stay. Gray eyes internalize the suffering sky, a fragmented reflection of a window broken from the inside. And then you can go anywhere with it. So, if you reconciliate, that brings the character back into the gray eyes. So, you have one, two, three. And then you can start all over again with anything. What does it reconcile? It reconciles the reflection. Does it reconcile what's going on internally in the gray eyes? No, what suffered is the guy suffered or is he seeing himself suffered? So we swirl it around. Thanks. I, I needed the word. That,
2: that was incredible, honey. And, and the explanation yeah. made it even awesomer. Is that a, right. a word? Awesomer? Is awesomer a word?
11: It
3: is
11: now. It is for us. We can do anything. <laughs> well, we're, you was... know, we're,
3: we're grown-ups. Yeah.
11: <laughs> uh, yeah, we're like, fuck that. We're grown-ups. We live here. We can do freaking anything. Just get your stuff together. <laughs> or then do it. Just present, you know, whatever. Don't let us fucking clog you up. <laughs> and, oh, well, there's more. But, yeah, those, would, um, those are a little too long. Whatever. We've been through that. Okay, yeah, Bob Bob builds doing 10 shows at the Beacon. We just came out of Tedeschi and Trucks, all oh, this big name following around rock and roll nonsense, and okay, Todd Rundgren, Christopher Cross, and remember Badfinger, etc. They do the Double White album, so it was considered the Double White album, like extreme or like weird. But what happened was when Christopher Cross tended to play all the really nice acoustic songs. We're like, but we thought the Double White album was weird. And we go, Well, they're not gonna come out and do like twenty minute, you know, your blues, or they're not gonna, you know, really do any of the weird stuff. They're not gonna do a ten minute wild honey pie. So we're like ducks. It's for like people to escape and enjoy a night out. And then you know the person from Bad Finger played those beautiful songs and the Christopher Cross songs are just wonderful. So we're like duh going on tonight but I had to stay in and watch the Yankees and prepare for this whatever it's not that intense it's just quick improvs, (laughs) you know but it's cool Saturday's you know pretty neat it goes on like twice a year it's they open up all the galleries and everybody performs throughout town it's called the underground it's going on for a while but and it's one of the things that isn't like part of the like ticketed kind of hustle, you know, the throw cut and hustle nonsense. Yeah. It's more like human and it's the real art community community. And there's all kinds of new people going on. It's pretty wacky, but it's also easier to play out. There's more places to play. And now that there's an economic undertow, you you can get compensated for performing the mere fact that it's not what it used to be, you know, and it's whatever, we don't care for that because it's, you know, very economic based and gentrification, whatever people pick on and stuff, you know, they all mm-hmm. like whatever instead of just going with it. It's pretty cool if you, you know, go about it properly. And we're, you know, it's always going to be us. We don't care. You know what I mean, until we all, you know, we all die out. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, that's not going to happen for a while cause those guys are pretty cool. And then, yeah. you know, you have all your, your little sections of, you know, I mean, if you're into the Bruce, not to mention with the obvious, but if you're into the Bruce, you know what I mean? It's like Bruce City. It's freaking awesome She's really cool. So, yeah. you know, that's Asbury. Asbury's popping. You can function. You know, the bands are out. You know, the economics are wacky. You got to be into it to, you know, want that, if that made any sense. You know, so there's all, there's all kinds, you know, we just keep away from the more throat cutting aspects because it becomes spiritually unhealthy. It's just retarded. It's just, you know, it's just not good. So you can, you know, play experimental stuff over there. You want to sell tickets and get a fat payout, you know. It, get it together it helps if you're six feet tall and you have a big old porno dick you know or you're like a chick then you have to like you know perform in your underwear crap show off your boobs it's like what the fuck you don't even know who Bob Dylan is anyhow and I mean? You, you want all this high-end science all this arrangement crap you know like you can't mention three Miles Davis thingies so but we're old and you know we're like it's a pisser because it's quick and they're good and the equipment's awesome. And, you know, it's great. If you want, I'm sorry, not send me, if you send some writings, you know, we'll, we'll put arrangements to it. We can get you a basic demo going. That's nothing. That's that a dangerous area. Yeah, it's a dangerous area he's going in with that whole kind of. Once you start putting your opinions first, you know, you can get pretty slammed. You got to be real – you, know, you got to be very, very humble walking around that area, starting mm-hmm. to say stuff like that. Because these guys, you know what I mean? That's like Steve Earle. You know what I mean? If you're hanging out with Steve Earle, you got to be – you know, got to know what you're saying, sort of. But that, that comes and goes. You know, We're spoiled. But some of those guys were pretty freaking innovative, and they were before us. And they're good to learn from. In that case, we have like a punk exercise where you break out a Shakespeare sonnet and play three chords to it, right? Two chords, a minor, or if you really know what you're doing, play two chords to a Shakespeare sonnet. Oh, what do you mean? You know, they get all flustered or whatever. you know. And then the jam bands, that's based around high-end science and jazz and improv and You mean Barney Kessel, Wes Montgomery, Eddie Van Halen, freaking Trey and stuff? Those guys don't muck around. So it's easy to say things should be a certain way. And, you know, your your ranger can, you know, write a freaking classical, you know, string string arrangement. So we hang around that. It's cool because if you, you know, you learn how to listen, you can pick up on all kinds of stuff. And, you know, we're abused. We're stoned. It's that alcoholism <laughs> will fuck you up. That alcohol, that's bad yeah. So, all right, you know. I gotta get to the Okay. Other baby. Hey, thanks <laughs> for letting me riff out on those things. They're pretty tight, right? They had a meter to them. Yeah, yeah. I liked them a lot. Yeah, we'll be okay. We'll tighten them up. Thanks for the work. I needed it. Like I said, yeah, that's welcome. the first. Okay. R- right cool. Now. I love you guys. I'll see you soon.
2: All right, <laughs> Bye bye.
11: All right. So
2: just so you guys know, I have my dog in the studio with me today, and so if you hear him, just ignore it, all right? He's trying to lick my head right now. All right, next caller, 984. Nine, nine, four,
1: you're
12: on the air. Oh, shit. That must be me.
1: It is you.
12: It is
9: me. Uh, Holy shit. I just sat down to eat, eat too. too.
1: Uh-oh. Uh oh. Uh
9: But uh, how busy are you?
1: Uh, we got
2: a couple of people we can take before you, if you want me to.
9: Yeah. Do you mind? I don't mind at all. All right. Thank you, hon.
2: You're welcome. I'll come back to you. All
1: right. All
2: right. Let me mark that so I don't
0: so I don't forget it. A bit. I will. All
2: right, let's go ahead and grab area code 903. 903, you are on the end, uh, on the
12: air. Hello, Nyla. This is Eric, hey, how you doing?
2: I'm doing wonderful. Eric, how are you doing, honey? It's good to hear from you.
12: Thank you. Good to hear from you too. uh I'm good. We just got we just got back at nine o'clock. Uh, it's 9:14 right now, so. I figured I'd jump on before I, before I eat and chill and relax. So, uh, so I got. Um, about eating. Yeah. Well, it's time to eat. I haven't had dinner yet. Didn't get off work until hungry. like seven thirty. Yeah. That's right. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. No, I'm joking. <laughs> no, but I, um, my dad got me into uh, an idea, which I'm doing now, and uh, basically I'm I'm making my own uh, holiday cards and I'm doing Halloween, but I'm doing Halloween for next year so I can get an early start, but I'm going to start doing all the holidays, and I'm actually going to find an illustrator, which I found one already. I don't know if I'm going to use it or not. I haven't had her do half of the work or all the work or whatever for the first poem.
3: But uh, anyways,
12: she's also showing me how to do the business world and the realm and all that. There's a lot of games, I guess, that I need to know about and things to do and not to do. But uh, Anyway, so I've been writing a couple poems today and um, he's actually been helping me and they're short and sweet and to the point and they're not or bloody or anything like that, so they're going to be completely uh, family-friendly from all ages and whatever. So I'd like to share one, but I'm not going to use it as a card. This has a good poem, but it's too deep. So you ready? I am ready. All right. It doesn't have a uh, title, so... So, jack-o'-lanterns justed joyfully... Juxtaposing their magical afterlife existence and the mask that their creators carved into them. That's angry.
2: That was a short one. I wasn't ready for a short one.
12: Uh, <laughs> I told you I was doing short ones.
2: <laughs> I know, but that's that's like that's like. For you, that's too short for even you. <laughs> yeah, but I, like I know, it. I, that's
12: love what I say. <laughs>
1: Thank you, I appreciate right.
2: sure it. Is. I had the dog start, my puppy start. I thought he was going to bark, so I muted myself, and then it ended so quickly. It's like, oh my god, I have to unmute myself real fast. <laughs> I was <Right>. panicking. It <laughs> was too short. <laughs> too short. All right. <laughs> awesome, Eric. Okay, you're gonna read another I like one.
12: To. Yeah, uh, if I got time, yeah. Of course. So this one is uh, titled. Uh, actually, it's it's just called "Oh Where Oh Where." Um, you'll understand once I, once I start reading it. It's actually a satire, but you'll see what I'm talking about. So, all right. Oh where oh where have these whistle blow- blowers gone? Oh where oh where can they be? With their heads between their legs, kissing their butts goodbye hiding behind lawyers and political advisors. Oh, where, oh, where did they obtain classified information from? Is it real or fake? Oh, are, oh, are they fabrications of certain people's political ploys against our president? Oh, do, oh, do they even exist? Oh, who, oh, who can they be? Oh, no, oh, no, they have no identities. Oh, wow, oh, wow, neither can... They come out and admit it, oh, how, oh, how? They fear for potential wretched incarceration's aftermath. Oh, what, oh, what? If anything is there to be done to them, oh, maybe, oh, maybe, Congress and Supreme Court should question them for acts of tyranny and give give them the benefit of the doubt on whether or not they have actual proof of our president doing something. Ternacle and gives means for a real impeachment process and vote hang on a second My cursor just went off. Uh, oh my oh my Why are a whole lot of people believing in what they're supposed to evident is as truth? Before even knowing what and who they are. Oh, why oh why are they partisan bias? Oh, where oh where? Have these whistleblowers gone? Oh, where, where can they be? With their heads between their legs, kissing their butts goodbye, hiding behind the lawyers and political advisors. That's the end piece. <laughs> Great job on that. Well, thank you so much. It's, uh, yeah, I, I could try tell not you to put my writing eyes. that
1: one, too.
12: Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I did the old tell, or not tell, it's uh, well, I guess you could say it's an old tale, but it's like an old poem, and uh, it's a kid's poem, and it's, uh, oh, where, oh, where's my dog, uh, where can he be, or whatever, or my little where dog, oh, where, oh, where's my little dog, dog. yeah, yeah, oh, there you where go, gone. and so, <laughs> yeah, and I wanted to write in that style, but I also added my own little uh, pieces here and there, so. Okay. So, that's what I was doing. And, and you know, I'm just wondering who or what or if the whistleblowers are real or their fabrication. So, I mean, that's what I would Yeah, the who plank, knows? Right? It's, it's just, <laughs> yeah, nobody knows. That's who probably. really
1: knows? <laughs> the
12: <laughs> yeah.
1: whistleblower. I mean,
8: right.
12: that would be it. That's it. <laughs> that's everything. So. Well, I'm glad you like my poems. i uh, sorry I haven't been on. I try to come whenever I can. I know, and baby. I, I know you've got a life, and I appreciate it when you can be here. Well, you're welcome so much. I appreciate it. Thanks for the platform. I'm glad you like my poems, and uh, I'll uh, I'm gonna be getting uh, once I get my cards ready. I'm going to wait until next year to start submitting them, but I wanna I don't know how many I'm doing yet. I'm trying to do quality, not quantity, and maybe a mix of both. <laughs> but <laughs> I don't want to write too many, and they suck, you know. And then I waste my money on getting an illustration, and illustrations can be expensive too. So the the woman I'm talking to, she's she wants like $372 to design the whole card. But I don't
2: know. What it, What's
12: yeah. the card gonna look like? Uh, <laughs> I can't say. <laughs> Cause you
2: know I do graphic design, don't you?
12: Oh yeah, you do. That's right. Yeah. I Maybe do. we need to so, talk about that. Yeah. You, you know can what it is you, yeah. you okay, want to put
2: together.
12: Yeah. Okay. Cool. I'm, yeah. I'm
2: cheap. I'm a cheap girl. You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, let me no, know what you're cool. trying to do yeah. what you're trying to put together and I'll I'll tell you if she's overcharging or
12: see if I have ideas. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right. Cool, yeah. Definitely uh talk to you on, on Facebook. I don't have my Facebook but I have Messenger right now. So
1: that works for me. I need to
12: get your need to get your email. Or we could just talk on Facebook, whatever. Either or Okay. That's cool. Yeah, that'd be cool. I can see.
2: Yeah. See what you know.
12: All right. Well, right now you really can't find me anywhere, except for on Facebook Messenger. So, I'm just trying to work. I'm working on my uh, cards, and I'm also working on uh, serial killer poems, and I'm doing biographies of every serial killer known to man. So. <laughs> It's more, of a, it's more of a pet project, labor of love, than anything. So, Awesome. But that's what I'm working on. So.
1: All right. Well, sir, thanks we'll so much
12: for the platform. You're
1: welcome.
2: All right. Yes,
12: you will. And thanks night, for everything man. you do for us. Good night, Nala. Right. Thank you. Awesome. Bye.
2: Bye, Head. All right. Next caller comes from area code 807. 807, you are on the air. Eight
13: oh
1: seven,
13: are you with me? Eight oh seven. Oh, hello. Hello. <laughs> that what was quick. Doing? Jeez, caught me by surprise there. <laughs>
2: <laughs> What's going on, Juliet? Robbie
13: baby? Oh, very, very busy with uh, work and and. Getting into my music more and a bit of writing here and there and presentations and all that, so <laughs> and I've had a spot uh, spotlight for my poetry, which is nice, so anyways, <clears throat> uh I have something today that's kind of along the same lines, so it is since it's October month, this is a uh, darker poetry <clears throat> that I'm doing, and i uh was just recently watching. Uh, video from the Star Wars fiction about something called an entechment which is a process of like uh you kind of like you see in the matrix where they're uh using humans as like the energy for the machines right but in this case it's the actual essence of somebody as opposed to like you know the biological thing and so this is like this is uh on that 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 process of like taking someone's essence itself and uh fueling a machine and this is based on the the um, the Star Wars universe. So this is my kind of alternative sort of uh, uh, dark poetry. Okay. Uh, here we go. As the circuitry of the machine wears thin, it seeks out a soul to nourish it, to replenish its energies, reaching out for a soul to bring life to the failing circuitry to remain interred within. A ghost in the machine is now sought after, so the circuitry may once more come to life. A hapless soul is found to be intact, not knowing of its eternal fate of bane. Deceit and guile is used in this seeking, a mortal essence now brought forth to reside in the machine. What purpose this machine has, I do not know. But I know it harbors naught but ill and evil will as the process runs its course and I look away from the dazzling light of circuitry as they form new pathways within. The existential horror of it drifts close to the corners of my cerebellum and I try to push it away. What it must mean for this enteckment to occur, the fate decreed To the mortal soul trapped within the machine I ponder on it no longer Can bear no longer to do so Hoping the machine does not seek me out And though I hope no more souls Fall victim to its schemes I know that I will do what I must do To avoid the fate of such subtle And mechanistic schemes So that is Entactment by Your favorite nerd, (laughs) Robbie.
2: (laughs) (laughs) My favorite nerd. (laughs) Mm
13: -hmm. Great job on that, baby. Thank you. (laughs) Definitely something different. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So I can be found at Robbie's Multimedia Poetry on uh, Facebook. And if you look... Under that name, you'll find me attached to various other things, uh, as I have a um, a uh, what was I going to say? SoundCloud now and a, and a couple other things. So, you'll see me, yeah, you'll see me attached to uh, a few things here and there, and and attached to more and more things as I change the websites so that they they uh, change or so that they uh, show up more in the search engine. That's it. That's it for me.
2: <laughs> Are you going to read
13: too? Uh, oh, oh, you mean uh, is there? Uh, there's not. Uh, there's not as many people tonight, or I didn't. Uh, I haven't been able to listen. Actually, it was weird. Like because I I could tell that the show is on, but then when I, w- I went to the the chat page. It didn't have uh, it didn't have the uh, yeah it didn't have the audio it just had a past show so Everything I don't know
2: really 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 screwed up the Budge. last couple of weeks so. right. yeah
13: okay well I have a dark fairy here if you want to hear that okay go ahead that's definitely along your lines dark being of fairer lore what hides in store in your languid wings. What pair of wings of darker gossamer that sting and sing of darker things? I wonder at it, what it is that lies in the sparkle of your large and frightening eyes. Your beauty disarms me, but in an alarming sort of way, as I am held in sway by hypnotic shift of your dangerous hips and lips. Your kind lies in the story of the more cruel kind of otherworldly being, the ones that drag men to their deaths under cold and darkened depths, making them pay for their, ritual and for their sinful debts. I hope I never have to gaze upon your kind as long as I do live, for you give no forgiveness with your cruel and spiteful stare. And though your beauty lies as one that cannot be denied, it frightens me with its unearthly pallor and the price that must be paid, that heavy price of one who wishes to be by you embraced. You are the shadow specter of the fairer race, and though you must exist to give the balance to the light, I look upon you as a blight, and yet when you appear before me, I cannot help but shift my gaze downwards, to look upon your hips with lust, and gaze. So that is dark fairy, dark but kind of hot, <laughs> as is often, <laughs> as is often with such fair, right? I, I I think I know the answer to this, Nyla. But if a dark fairy like that showed up in front of you, would would you? Uh, run away or would you would you stay
2: <laughs> I would I would eat her You would what? I would eat her.
13: You would you would feed her. Oh, yes. Eat, that eat. was the answer I that would, I was
2: no, no, I would eat her like use a toothpick oh, when eat I was her.
13: <laughs> Yeah. I couldn't tell if it was feed or eat, but either way it's pretty it's pretty uh pretty gnarly.
2: I was just trying to think of something evil real quick It wasn't too bad But I guess that's (laughs) kind of like psycho
13: Trying to keep up, right? All right, Robbie (laughs) Tell everyone
2: how to find a sweetheart
13: Okay After all that (laughs) Feed me Uh, I'm trying to remember what movie that's from (laughs) Robbie's Multimedia Poetry uh, at Facebook And if you just put that In a search engine You'll find other uh, Other things So uh, Related to me <laughs> Not just other things <laughs>
2: Very good job dear I'm glad you were able to get Thank
13: in It's been a well while since we have heard from you mm-hmm. I was glad I was able to get in too
2: <laughs> Alright they We'll talk to you a little
13: bit Yep I'll uh, hang on for a bit To listen since since the uh, uh, audio isn't on the other end there. so.
8: Perfect. All right. Thank you, okay. sweetheart.
13: You bet.
2: All right. I want to let area code 720 and 757 know that you are not in the lineup. So 720 or 757, if you want to come onto the show, press 1. So I know you want to be here. I'm going to go ahead and bring on Mama again real quick and see if she would like to read another piece. And then we are going to grab Glenn still and see if he's done eating. So, Mama, are you with us? Yeah, I'm
8: still here, but I didn't. Awesome. I didn't feel like I didn't feel like you needed me. You had enough people. Let me see. Um, I always <laughs> you a need lot of you. <laughs> well, let me see. I close that out. I'll read something humorous. Yeah, if I can find what I did with it. Yes, I heard uh, a lot of people coming on out and coming back, so I had just closed it out. So, if there are no more people with their hands up, uh, <clears throat> I'll shut up.
2: To- we, we've got Glenn still, still needs to come on, and we have another caller after you, but we've got 26 minutes left. So, if you have another one you'd like to read, you're more than welcome to do that, Mama.
8: Okay, well... All right. Um, let me try to find it real quick. Okay. I just closed it out. I. Do you want me to, to come back in a, a minute? One? Okay. Well, you can do that, or you can um, or you can make some noise with your own right. piece. No,
2: no, no. We only have 25 minutes left, and I can make sure you all get on. Why don't I go ahead and put you on hold. Let let me put you on hold, and I'll grab uh, 757, and then I'll come back and get you, and then grab Glenn.
1: Uh.
2: And you can can find your piece, okay?
8: Yeah.
2: All right, I'll be right back. All right, let's go ahead and grab 757, 757. Are you with me?
7: Mm, No, I'm here.
2: Hey. Mama was hey.
7: saying you had to read again tonight. Yeah, I'm just saying. I know she heard me struggling, like. <laughs> 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 but yeah, um, I can try to get through it. Um, I don't know. For I, I just kind of want to read it, but um, I'm gonna try it again. We are gonna do take two with Timmy, so I hope the middle age don't kick in. Um, Ball and Chains, The Yoga Blues. Uh, All right, sitting in my easy pose, breathing in light through my nose. And on an exhale, I felt the shift, tried to levitate but could not lift. It was that old ball and chain wrapped around my tired brain, making noise, driving me insane. It was that old ball and chain. Chanting stopped it for a minute. Faster repetitions got up in it. Ego got testy and made a mean face. And my heart, all aglow, put it back in its place. It was that old ball and chain, bringing up old stress and pain. Oh, bringing up old stress and pain. Trying to start stuff, fanning the flame. It was that old ball and chain. Resting in the corpse pose, all relaxed, wiggling my toes. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. All relaxed, wiggling my toes. Slaying that demon once and for all. Booby warrior answered the call. No more of that old ball and chain trying to drive me insane sunlight shining in my heart again it was no more of that old ball and chain in poem
2: <laughs> i love it and i'm going to bring mama on because she wanted you to read again and let her comment mama i'm still
8: clapping. i'm still classic <laughs> that
1: was awesome Thank
8: yeah you.
2: We can't I hear you, Mama. So really Mama. Very, very Mom. My Ma. way.
8: Ma. We can't hear uh, you. Sometimes, you know, we forget about
2: things. Like in the day, we just see the
8: cartoons. Oh, she's going to be so
2: mad. <laughs> Mama. So,
8: yes. We could not hear a Couldn't word hear you me. just said. I was laughing. I was, I was clapping. I was saying thank you to Miko for, and thank you Nala, for bringing her back on. I was talking about the old ball and chain, and how today they got ankle bracelets, and how they used to have the cartoons back in the day when the prisoners had to uh, walk around with that big chain and they're dragging that ball around.
3: So that uh. was a
8: great. <laughs> I was saying it was a great uh-huh. metaphorical, and analytical poem, and I was saying it was wonderful. Oh, yeah, I thanks. just love to Miko you know, you gotta you got sometimes you gotta pull stuff out of her but anyway you gotta pull stuff out of Nyla. But um uh, both oh. of y'all, you know I I don't mind I don't mind pulling it out if it's worth it once we get get it out. <laughs> we get it. oh, it's really, thank, well, thank, really well. you.
7: <laughs> thank you so much. And I love uh Save the Drama for your mama. <laughs> <laughs> I love both. I love all your pieces, but I like that one too. I understood where you were going with it, but
8: oh,
7: it, it played nicely off of the first one. So, uh
8: huh. Yeah, that's that. He just stole the stage. Ain't nobody got no drama left no more. I mean, it, uh-uh. we don't need it. He got it all covered, man. Now he just sold the doggone prisoners. I mean, uh soldiers to the doggone uh, Arabs to the. Or somebody over here in Saudi Arabia. He didn't just do it or something. He keep on he's he's a the weapon of mass distraction.
4: He keeps uh. just
8: distracted so nobody can focus on what the hell he's doing. Anyway, this is called the humorous truth. And it's just something so we can just get us a good laugh. I'm always writing about the truth. And it goes like this. Too much father. The truth. Does not escape you You just must stop ducking Hearsay won't clear the way Repeating what you heard Keeps you slower than a constipated turd Cleanse the bowels of your mind Research Trail the path Everybody talking about paradise yet? Ain't going to make it there Cleanse the colon of your body, too, for you, the truth, is too austere. Study, research, do the math. Mythology is filled with clues for the truth you must pursue. Too much farther off. You have been tied to lies too long, led by the nose because your brain is dead. Wake up. The truth does not escape you. It's looking you right in the face. Is looking right at you. But who wants to know the truth? Really? The birds ate all your breadcrumbs, so you sit there never finding your way home. How silly. So, the way the crow flies, the way the wind blows, too much fogger off. The truth does not escape you. You must just stop diving and shucking. If they won't clear the way. Repeating what you heard keeps you slower than a constipated turd. All I have to say is there's too much bother to Yes, I did use the word turd because it rhymed. Still, it made a metaphorical analogy. My apology, but just learn to think for yourself. That's my point. Do it at least one time.
2: Indeed. Go ahead, Tamika.
7: No, what? Oh, it was good to me. I don't know. I was going to trying not to laugh out loud while you was reading, So I, knew, I forgot. I knew she had my line open. So I was like,
1: when you said, Lord, then
7: I constipated too. I was glad
1: you guys do that girl
2: bonding shit. Come on. I said, oh, my
1: goodness.
8: You you
7: don't want to come in no constipated child. <laughs> oh my goodness! I don't, I don't, don't, don't laugh, but the whole poem was good though. I just loved it. And
8: so. It was supposed to be funny, but anyway, Natalie, you're not right. <laughs>
4: Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Oh my oh,
8: you're killing me, girls. Daddy okay. Learned it. you gonna do your own piece now.
2: Do I? I didn't hear you, Mama.
8: Uh, you heard me. The truth is hitting you, staring you right in the face. You heard me.
2: I did not hear you. I swear to you, I did not hear you.
8: I thought you to do your piece now. <laughs> no, we've
2: got to bring Glenn on. We've still got Glenn to get on. Oh,
8: wow, we gotta bring Glenn on. Okay. All right. Well, I'm not, I'm going to listen, but I'm not, uh, I'm not doing any more pieces because you had enough people and now you made me pull out the <laughs> constipated therapy. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, I love you. I love both of you all. I'll
7: talk I love to you, you ladies.
2: <laughs> Thank you, nice. you, ladies. Great job tonight.
7: Thank you. I love you too, mama. <laughs> all right.
2: So let's go ahead and see if Glenn is done eating, because here we accommodate our poets. Glenn, are you there? I am. Are you done eating? I am. What'd you have?
9: I got everything.
2: No, what did you have for dinner?
9: Oh, I had a beef wipe with a, um, a carne asada and potatoes and avocado and, um, uh, green, uh, hot sauce. And
1: then I
9: that. Yeah, I know. And I'm going flush that down with a, uh, cerveza.
1: That's
9: good to go.
2: And you brought State, enough for everything,
9: just talking right? Talking about it makes my water, my, my mouth water even more. Cause I was, it was so rich and it was just, Luscious food, you know. <laughs>
2: so. I'm I'm sitting here ever... with a peach yogurt and a glass of red wine. That tells you how my night is going.
9: Hey, you know what? That 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 might be a pretty bad for you know any given moment. You know, there's some <laughs> there's some sensual things you could do with yogurt and wine. You know, come on.
1: Oh, yogurt would
2: be fun.
9: Yogurt would be fun. Better than Cool Whip, I think. Yeah. Oh yeah. If you love me, don't show up at my funeral, wear earbuds or headphones, turn the music up. Let it be known I came, now I'm gone. Reverberated you to your poetry. If you love me, don't show up in black. Test the sky, it drips color. Ask Where did he go? Don't look up or down. I'm all around. I put a full loco in my hand, a handle in my backpack, never pounded you down unless you deserved it. You open your lips, tell me how long you are. But who am I? I don't judge. Been here before. I'm invisible. If you did wrong before, or if I did wrong before, you, please forgive me while I walk this mile, forgiving myself. The leaves fall, blow into the forest, into the sound of a full moon. I don't run. Walk. Into the next. If you love me, respect me first. I'll do my part. It's called Breaking Bad. My name is Glenn Still.
2: I love that. You know, I don't remember. I don't remember who it was. I don't remember who it was. That makes me the think. That makes me. There was a piece I heard a couple weeks ago that made me think about it, and then the piece you just read made me think about it as well. But I'm gonna like write my whole funeral service. Yeah. I'm going to
9: and, yeah, before everybody gets there, like you know, hey, and and pass it out like in in sealed letters with each other, with each name on it, right? And they're like mm-hmm. thinking, yeah, would that be classic? You know.
2: I'm going I'm to um, write my own funeral service. I am going to uh, write the playlist that I want to have played. I mean, who wants to think about it? I don't want to die and have someone else try to decide how my farewell should be to the world you know i want to right. say goodbye to the world and then they can say whatever they want when i'm done and then i'll have one more thing to say cuz i always want to have the last word <laughs> but yeah i've been i've been like thinking about stuff and writing stuff down for that i'm seriously going to do that and have instructions upon death break glass
9: <laughs> i like that idea it it yeah. uh, resonates with me cuz you know what i think uh i, I know. i'm just one of those those people that think that you know well i don't believe in ordained destiny okay so i think if we're you know if we're really truly free will agents we get to call our number and i know a lot of people have a, a big problem with that you know well you can't do that because you know somebody's in charge but you know just what you're saying actually ridicules that whole concept about somebody being in charge because you get the last say you know, and I think that's what life is about: is you should have the last say. And that's why poets drift for ages and ages and hundreds and hundreds of years after they've written their last phase. You know, their last stanza is always going to be resident in somebody's mind because they had the last word. And that's, to me, that there's nothing more divine than that.
2: Exactly. That gives us all something to think about, doesn't it?
9: We all should be thinking anyways, regardless. You know? That's true. All right, so I'm going to do this older piece real quick, and now I'm going to let you go so you can get to your other callers, all right? Okay. Um, with you by my side, you're aging into beautification. Wrinkles and all tell deep, dark secrets. Hell between us. I thought I always wanted to live eternal until you and I met in that one moment. Now I'm willing to die next to you, knowing we would live into a holy conundrum. Like pastel and vibrancy, the spell of elixir. As you touch me off, as I reach into your heart, a hunt longed for long ago, we were born to love each other and fight, one each in tournament. An elixir of holy conundrum, a taste of life. How would you say a devastation, a protocol? I'm good with the chill. Release it. Come. Let me inside deep. Let's not pretend we're not caught up in a holy conundrum. Let it go. Let's live or die together. It's called Holy Conundrum. My name is Glenn Still, and this is a job, of uh, production.
2: I'm clapping my hands.
1: <laughs> I
12: can hear you. But I'm holding a
2: pen <laughs> so it didn't work right. Here we go. There
12: we go. <laughs> uh, you love Fantastic. me too much, girl.
9: You love me too much.
2: I do. I've known you forever. You're one of the people. Gregory Schwartz called in tonight, and you called in. To, I mean, you've been. I knew you before the show was ever even on the air.
9: Yeah, that was that was a, a ridiculous point in our lives, I think. You know, we both. I know. Yeah, I think we both not, noted 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 what we wanted to do with poetry. But we're just trying to figure out how to get it done, you know.
2: <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we're going to be doing our our uh, anniversary show on the 21st of November, and uh, 13 years on the air. And I've been reading your poetry even before that, but you've been with us on the show for 13 years. Do you realize that? That's a long time, Glenn.
9: Did not even have any kind of circumference around that time period, but or that kind that at Time Adderall. Um, but that is an amazing uh, length of, you know, doing what we do, you know.
14: Mm-hmm. So,
9: just be known. I love you. Nyla, thank you so much for your, you know, just for your commitment, most of all. Being able to give a stage to people that otherwise wouldn't have been able to find it, you know. And, yeah, uh, I don't do bars, so I don't do fucking you know, mic drops and shit like that because, well, bars and me don't get along.
1: <laughs> yeah,
9: so, <laughs> but I I stay away from that shit. But uh, you know, this is another venue that you've worked out explicitly, um, and um, it's it's gained weight. It's got it's got tread under it. Thirteen fucking years, as you said, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let me let you get to uh, to whoever's coming on. <laughs>
2: All right, sweetheart. Great job. Thank you for being here tonight, hon.
9: All right. Be peace, girl. I love you.
2: Love you, too. Bye-bye. All right. All right, everybody. You've been listening to the Speakeasy Cafe. Hear my puppy? I'm so glad she didn't do that during the show. You've been listening to the Speakeasy Cafe open mic poetry show, The Sound of Ink. I want to thank everybody for being here tonight. If you did not catch the writing prompts and such that we do at the beginning of the show, you can go to our archives and uh, about 10 minutes after the show, the archive will be up, the podcast. And you can go on there and jot it down. Oh, talking for three hours. I'm so blissfully tired and happy. It's been a great night, you guys. Oh, Ember, shush. My son gave me this puppy. And her name is, quite I'm telling him your name. Her name is Lady Ember Snow. Oh, shush. Come here. Come on, let me pet you. Okay, so her name is Lady Ember Snow of House Spark. Can you tell that he's a Game of Thrones fan? So she's a white dog with little, she looks like, kind of like a cattle dog. She's a white dog with little little red spots all over her And some patches on her eyes. She's kind of cute. But the red spots look like embers, and she's white, so hence the Lady Ember Snow of House Spark. Yeah, she's pretty cute. So that was her uh, reading of a haiku there. So I want to thank you, Miss Ember. <laughs> Um, So, yeah, if you didn't get the writing prompts, you can listen to the archives when when it pops up and you can write those down. And I'm going to end the show with a track by Eddie Oliver called She Prays. I want to thank everyone for being here tonight, and we will see you next week. Good night, everybody.
14: Up with more and more excuse. Trying to hide the fact that she's in relationship, man, that's so abusive Like like I can tina. Or like two fighters stepping in the ring at a Las Vegas arena, man. This is what her life is like pretty much every day. You see, she's dealing with a husband who don't love her no more, and yet she insists she insists that she's gonna stay. Not run away, not 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 just for their children's sake, but because she believes. She believes. in her, her husband. Cause somehow, right. some way get things straight. One day. Back to the way it used to be. Back 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 to the way before things went awry, before their romance went astray. At least this is what she believes And every night. Every night, man, this is what she prays, while she weeps, right before she sleeps, she prays, she prays, she prays, she prays, she prays. She be like, Lord, just take this other man away and bring me back my husband, uh, the one that used to be so sweet, the, the one that used to romance me. and sweep me off my feet, the one that used to love me unconditionally and make me complete instead of this imposter, and instead of this monster that, that punches me in the face and brings me to my knees, Lord please help me, help him love me again, whatever sin I did to him Lord let, let him know that I, I still want to be his friend, I, I took a vow to love to death do us apart, and that's what's in my heart that means until the end. That means means until the end. But hence a day later, man, she catches another beat down. But instead of getting right back up This time, y'all, she stays down. She stays down, she stays down, she stays down because she she's too tired to go another round. She's too tired. She's she's tired of the pound for pound, toe to toe, blow for blow of this. Wanna be pimp, beating her like she's his garden tool. She's had enough of this food. See she's fed, up. she's fed up. She says enough,
1: enough, enough. Is enough.
14: She's tired, she's tired. She'd she pray. She pray. She pray. She be like, Lord, take this other man away and bring me back my husband, uh, the one that used to be so sweet, the one that used to romance me and sweep me off my feet, uh, the one that used to love me unconditionally and make me complete instead of this imposter, instead of this monster that, that punches me in the face and brings me to my knees, Lord, please.
1: Praise man she,
14: prays. she don't know what
1: else
14: to do what is she to do man She prays, she prays, Lord, give me strength to, to leave this man before I have to kill this man before this lifestyle this lifestyle I can no longer stand Lord, help me help me, help me please.